Mary Golden Globus. It's, we got 25 days till the big day. Wait, it's more than 25. Uh, this comes out well, whenever it does. I don't want to do the math. Yeah. I put up Christmas lights. I'm getting in the spirit. Yeah, I put I'm, mine up. Yet. Well, I didn't want to. My mom made me put up lights for yesterday. Yeah. But it's feeling good? Feeling Christmassy over there? You got the uh, spirit? No, no, I don't give a shit about Christmas. <laughs> what are you I talking mean, about? We're I, supposed to... I care about our what we're doing because we're getting reuniting families. I hear, I get so many messages from fans like, we were, we, our family, we didn't talk for years, and then we rebonded over Golden Globus Theaters, family friendly December's. What is happening with our family friendly? I just feel it makes me feel good. You know, I, it makes we're me bringing families well, together. Usually, we keep it kind of low profile, and then we give everybody one big present. This year for a Christmas, we're going nuts this for entire, December. Well, this entire That's what year, I meant. This entire December. year has been a present. Well, yeah. I'm concerned, but. I mean, apparently, giving people straight to uh, DVD uh, Seagal is apparently the greatest <laughs> gift of all time. Right. So, yeah, that might... That might be a future uh, guest month uh, th- uh, theme. Yeah. Direct to DV, uh, DVD, uh, Steven Seagal. Well, you guys apparently loved it. We're, we're killing working, it. We're working out some ideas with that one. Get some volunteers, yeah. and then yeah. you have to well, pick. We're a- gonna have many volunteers. It's just I, we, yeah. we might we might have to we might have to pull like names out of a hat to like decide who gets to be on. Because I think everybody's gonna want to be on. Oh my goodness! Well, we could do it multiple times because Seagal makes five straight to DVD. Well, movies yeah, a bye, year. bye, but we know. We know it every time we do a, a theme month, it takes like five years off our lives. So we can only do it <laughs> twice a year. There's two things that age a person horribly. Hate, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. That woman is your age, and she yeah. looks like she's 84-year-old pumpkin. Yeah. And then, of course, doing a, uh, what's it called? A guest uh, theme, theme month. A yeah. theme month. It's I mean, the- we love our guests. We love having them on. I, I said it, I gave a nice thank you tweet to yesterday to all our guests and how much we love them. Oh, very beautiful. Yeah. Great wording. Great wordplay yeah. you put in there. Yeah. Put the cent- or the period in the right spot every time. Yeah. You can Always. count on Murray for that. Uh, and now you can count on us to give you the greatest synopsis of uh, Lynch's Dune, which people say is one of the hardest books to kind of condense. And Lynch well, did you, a great job, but we're look, about to do an amazing well, job. Yeah, look at it this way, Greg. What, how you read the book, right? I read the book about nine years ago. Let's say nine or ten. What, years how ago. what is it like six, seven hundred pages, something like that? I feel like it's in the five, maybe five. 600 Well, range. but when you adjust for inflation, that's 12,000 pages, Griff. <laughs> of course. So 12,000 pages. Yes. And Lynch did. I think Lynch succeeded. I'm sorry. I don't hate this movie. I, I This is the first time I've seen the movie in, its, in, in total, like from beginning to end since 1984 when I was 10. Obviously, when I was 10, I couldn't get this shit. Right. Because yeah, I never heard of this, this thing. Yeah. Now, and now I, it makes perfect sense to me. I don't yeah. think there's anything strange about this movie. I'm like, I get it. No, I, I I think it's interesting. Like the first time I watched this was before I even became a Lynch fan. So I was just like, before weird. you joined the Lynch mob, before I joined the Lynch mob. Yep, uh, I was I didn't know what I was watching. I was just like, this is happening, and it's kind of jumping all over the place. And I was like, this is this is something. But you know, this time watching it, getting to see Jack Nance, getting to see uh, fucking Uncle Ed or whatever his name is from Twin Peaks, getting to see all of uh, his little plants, Kyle of, McLaughlin, of course. A lot of Twin Peak alumni in this. Yeah, three. Um, don't make me think about who's in there. It was now. three. I looked it up. Okay, I had to confirm because the guy that was married to the one, the lady with the eye patch. Uh, yeah, Kyle Ed. McLaughlin. Yeah. 
And then Jack Nance. He was in. He, he, I don't he, remember Jack He Nance. was one of the Barons guys. Yeah, he I, remember him in, I remember him doing it. I don't remember him in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. He, he Fish in the Percolator. He's the guy who found Moro. I can't think of his name. I've been trying to think of it all day. Can't mm-hmm. think of it. That's all right. I forget names all the time. We know this. And yet, here we are about to embark on a movie with 4,000 names and multiple we're, names for multiple people. Yeah, we're going to fold time. It's going to be we're rough. We're going to actually fold it larger. Yeah, I didn't understand the whole folding time. We're gonna thing. travel. It's it's travel without movement. I oh, believe that's the phrase. That's what Kyle use. was saying as he was hyper projecting in through space and stars and everything. Yeah. So we f- you fold space. Well, you can only fold things so many times. So that's interesting. It's, it's like it's like interstellar origami. Yeah, interstellar origami. They it's make a it's crane. one of those whatever they call them. They make a crane, and then you're in Arrakis. That or as Bruce Dickinson called in the opening song, Arrakis. Arrakis. Which I don't blame them because you know this ain't the, This is before the internet, guys. When you were reading a book back in those days, you were on your own. You're seeing some weird words. You can't give people shit about mispronouncing. Fucking yeah, what made are the, up one words. of the most wholesome? We're gonna mispronounce tons of words. Oh yeah, from fuck this movie. yeah. Uh, one of the one of the most appropriate things I've ever read was somebody just saying like, if you hear somebody mispronounce a word, it's because they read it and didn't hear somebody. So appreciate that this person is reading material. Right, and I agree with that. You know. It's all about being able to convey the right thing. If somebody understands what you're trying to say. I mean, they can work on it, but hey, if it if you understand what you're saying, then it works. So, you last saw this when you were eight. Is that what Ten. you said? Ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah and I saw all the way it. through. I've seen it bits and pieces over the years. I've just never yeah. sat through the entire. Thing. And of course, you're the only person here who has watched Modern Dune. Yeah, and I got to say, I preferred Lynch's Dune. I think it was more ambitious, more visually interesting. Mm-hmm. It it told the story. I like I said, I I don't I didn't have any problem following the story. Now that I was like paying attention, yeah, yeah, you got to pay attention because there's a lot of like exposition dumps in this movie, but oh, they there, were necessary. There's and well, wrong. I mean, David Lynch wasn't happy about that because that was a lot of the producers later on put that because apparently. Uh, the woman who played Jessica said when she went to the premiere and she saw the intro that there's that exposition dump intro where the princess like yep. tells you she's like, oh boy, oh you know, she was like that was oh, not in she the didn't script. Get to see right that wasn't in the script. So she was like, yeah, if you got to start a movie where we're explaining everything, it's yeah. not a good start. But I hey, I like it. I like this movie. I'm gonna come on, I'm gonna say it. I don't think it's a piece of shit. Yeah, two. I mean. Since I was watching the second time, and you know it's Friday, we had to, I had today off, so I took a little nap during the movie, and I feel fantastic. And I did I, the same thing. I took a break. I watched an hour and a half, took, and then I took a two-hour nap, and then I watched the rest. It and took it was, me about four and a half hours last night to watch the full movie with notes. I it was uh, I was so slow. I, so yeah, I had, we, I had fucking four pages of notes. Yeah, it's tough to get. We all usually this I shit. get two. That's usually yeah. But here's the other big news from yesterday, Murray. I uh, it's very legal to gamble online in Michigan nowadays. Yeah, I really I've never heard that. Yeah, it's not I like know, every right? other commercial it's is fucking obnoxious shit. Oh. So I dropped some uh, a dime on the ponies. I put some money on the lions to cover the spread. Did they do it? Yep, and finish under forty one and a half total points. So I collected big yesterday. How much? It's like one hundred thirty bucks. Oh, that's big to me. Yeah, I actually had busted my ass today to get that. <laughs> but uh hey look there's so many details to cover let's not try to force it all in the top half because uh i would say that the movie starts out really quick and then it kind of peters off and yeah. i don't want that same thing to happen when to us. they i kind of lost interest when they actually were on like in doom when they were in the sand like 
when the palace gets attacked, yep. I was kind of like, nah. All the good shit happens in the first, like, hour and a half. You get all these beautiful sets. It's all these ships all and everything. All these interesting characters. Yup, everybody's interacting. And then they get to Arrakis, and it gets a little, yeah. Yeah. A little more spaced out. Uh, there's some little bits in there, but for the most part, it's pretty sparse. Yeah. So let's not make this episode sparse. Let's make okay. it nice and tight, like a sweet punk rock song. All right. All right, everybody, put on your Fremen suit, because you might uh, need to drink your own pee, because this might be a long one. Still suit. Still suit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rumple Stillskin suit. <laughs> so we'll see you. Uh, we're going to full time, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll travel, travel <laughs> through uh, without movement to the other side of this trailer. See you then. Nailed it. Perfect execution. You're like Red Velvet trying to do her backflip and just go completely over. No, I'm like uh, Malachi trying to spit the black man. Oh, there we go. A beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Dune. You are about to enter a world where the unexpected. Many dangers exist on Arrakis. The unknown and incredible secrets have been kept on this planet. And the unbelievable meet. I see two great houses. Where kingdoms are built on Earth that moves. We have worms sign the likes of which even God has never seen. And skies are filled with fire. The prophecy which will cleanse the universe and bring us out of darkness. Where a young warrior is called upon to free his people. A world that holds creation's greatest treasure. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And greatest terrors. A world where the mighty... This is genocide. The deliberate and systematic destruction of all life on Arrakis. The mad. I will kill him! I will love you forever. And the magical... Father, the sleeper has awakened! ...will have their final battle. Long live the fighters! Do not show the slightest pity or mercy! Emperor, we come for you! Doom, a spectacular journey through the wonders of space and the mysteries of time. From the boundaries of the incredible to the borders of the impossible. Now, Frank Herbert's widely read, talked about, and cherished masterpiece comes to the screen. Dino De Laurentiis presents Dune, a world beyond your experience, beyond your imagination. All right, and here we go. We're opening up, and just like we were talking about, 
Jessica walked in that theater. I was like, oh, shit, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I was just telling Griff before we started, I didn't know this was supposed to be our future. I thought it was just like a Star Wars type thing, like another galaxy type thing. No, so, this is our future. Yeah. Wow. So this is the year 10,191 AD. All right. We get a uh, we get a picture. We see Virginia Madsen, who plays uh, the Emperor's daughter. She gives a little exposition dump on us. We learn that the Emperor's running the the fucking universe. Yep, Padishah Emperor Shaddam the Fourth nailed it. Who is uh, played by Jose Ferrer, who's the dad of Miguel Ferrer, who is I think his name Albert. Is his name Albert in Twin Peaks. Oh, Albert, yeah, that's yeah. his dad. Oh, cool. And we learn about spice. Spice right. is is like everything in this world, right? It, it extends life. It folds space. You put it in your car. You put it in your lip. You it, you, you do a gummy with it. You you can, cut it up with a credit card and snort it's like it. The, it's like the natural evolution of peck jelly. You can do anything with it, right? But it has, the main thing is. It folds time and space. I read that, and I, I think this is true. That this was this was kind of a thing of talking about the. It's a metaphor for the Middle East. Yeah, spice is obviously oil. Yeah, and how you know it's a desert planet like the Middle East is, and it makes sense. Yeah, I haven't. I, I I've heard a lot of people talking about Dune. You know, because of uh, modern Dune that came out, and I just. I don't really care. It's just weird sci-fi movie and book, and I just like to look at it like that. I like to be very myopic about it. I just like it as a sci-fi journey. Right. So we learn on the planet. I'm just going to call it the planet Dune because that's the name of the movie. That or Arrakis. The Fremen live on there. Uh, They're waiting for their Messiah, the Muad'Dib. He's going to take over the universe. Yeah. And he's going to right all the wrongs. Right. And then they explain to us about these three planets that we need to be concerned about. There is Caladan of House Atreides. So that's where our main character, Kyle MacLachlan, a uh, Paul Atreides, is uh, stationed at, Caladan. And then you have Gedi Prime. And that's where House Harkonnen, who are running Dune at at the time this movie starts. Yeah. They're in charge of the spice production. That's right. Spice mining. And there's Catan, which is the Emperor's planet. Those are the three important planets of this movie. And we're immediately going to zoom in on Catan. And th- things aren't kind of going well. They're trying to cook up a nice scheme here. Well, yeah, the, the navigators who are the creatures that can, can, can full time space, which is, which is the only way we can travel by interstellar means, they're pissed off. Right. And right off the bat, when this thing gets ushered in the room, because we're talking about the thing, right? The navigator is the yeah, thing, right? Yes, he's the lumpy dick. Holy fuck. Like, right away you're smacked in the face with some serious, weird lynch, you know, yeah, creature. It's, like, it's almost like like a like a train kind of thing. Yeah, it's in it. a giant fish train tank, right. like a subway car. And he's surrounded by the Trash Lodge disciples. And it's so interesting because this is before Twin Peaks, so the Trash Lodge is, it doesn't right, exist. Right, this is a percolation. Yet. This is probably what caused the whole Trash Lodge. Well, we created well, Neil Breen. I don't want to say we did. Neil yeah, Breen Neil created, Breen trash created lodge. the trash lodge, but that came from, I'm sure, the Black Lodge. Yes, which came from this. It's like ideas working off ideas, working off ideas. That's right. It's it's battling du- uh, b- dueling banjos. Is what I'm trying to say. And so I guess these people they kind of take care of the needs. Uh, apparently, the navigator was a human at one time, but he ingested so much spice it transformed him into this creature that can control can uh, change space and time. 
and this is what I was saying by you could see so much imagination in the front half of the movie, and then it's just gone by the time they yeah, get to Arrakis. Yeah, exactly right. There's like, well, because it's a desert planet. There's nothing interesting about the desert. It's just dirt. You and know? so it's like the Emperor's uh, ship, because they're you know floating through space here. It's are all- they or are they on the planet? I thought they I thought they were like out and about, but whatever. Yeah. They're on the planet, they're on the spaceship, it doesn't matter. All I know is like everybody's walking around, you got women in like black veils, you have you're seeing the Benny Gesserit women yeah. who are bald with like these weird pieces on the back of their head. They like yeah. to do like the Victorian era dresses where they're like, you know, corsets and squishing boobs and but they had an interesting look because, like in the new movie, it's they're just women. They're not like this. Has they they go wow? They stand out. They're like got their shaved heads. The, yeah, the fact that they have all the Benny Gesserit have grills. shaved he- heads in the grills, it really makes them stand out as being like these crazy benevolent figures. It's cool. I like it because they are p- powerful women. That well, because they have like is it because of the spice that they have psychic powers? I don't think it minds? was. I didn't think it was because of the spice. Okay, but I don't know for sure. And I, you know, it's been too long since. But they are it. like basically they're like Nazis. They're you doing eugenics? They're trying to breed the perfect man. There is mention of that. Yeah, the Quiznos Dukes of Hazarod. The, the Quiznos Dukes of Hazarod. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> isn't that how they pronounce it? Yeah, sure. But that made me think, grief. <laughs> Grief. 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 <laughs> We're fucking up our own names. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's be a long one. Oh. Quiznos. Sandwiches. <laughs> and it made me think, like, this movie's about sandwiches. You don't know this because you're, you're a sandwich, uh, like, Philistine. You hate sandwiches. It's true. But p- listen to me. now. The perfect sandwich would be a Quiznos sandwich because it's made with love. <laughs> it's, like, it's heated. And then you think about it. You remember, you've been a little kid. Remember the Quiznos commercials, those those monsters. Awful. Those are navigators. <laughs> and then, but then, and then, so okay. So the Quiznos is the perfect sandwich that they're trying to create. Harkonnen straight Subway. Oh they, yeah, it's an assembly line. Oh, did yeah. you notice that their 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 transportation looked like subway cars on You're their right. planet? You're right. It, yeah, they floated, and they along. got they just got the rotten cow that they just. Scrape some meat off of That's put it right. in the, the sandwich. That's right. The guy ripped off the... That was uh, the beast. He yeah. ripped off the side of the cow's right. face and was just gnawing it. There's no love in that sandwich. You're That's right just, about that. And they, they hire pedophiles like like Subway does because Harkonnens are creeps. Harkonnens are total creeps. Oh, my God. This is making so, right. sense. Spice Griff, Sriracha. That's really what it's all about. Sriracha. Interesting. Yeah. Spice. I mean... People love sriracha. I know. They can't shut the fuck up about it. I think it's kind of dying out now. A few years ago, it was insane a few years ago. I was going to say, eight years ago, I agree with you. What is the new uh, spice that everyone's flipping out about? Oh, I think I think everybody's maybe yelling about avocados still. I really don't know a spice that everyone's yelling about. Everyone still yells about hot sauce, but yeah, I I, I haven't heard too much. So I'm just saying, like, I think it's about sandwiches. So yeah, I, I see. There. I see here where you wrote down. This is a movie about sandwiches, and <laughs> yes. I'm I'm getting it. Yeah. Right. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about the emperor and his clan is their their colors are like black and gold. So his whole ship, house, wherever we're talking here, is just gold everything, yeah, and it's it really cool. Yeah, it's like Scarface. There's so much to look at, and then you have this navigator and its fish tank and the trash lots. They got the old fucking microphone yeah, from, like, the 50s. It's very, like, steampunk-type thing where they're using old technology and in the, but futurizing it. Yes. Like, even the spaceships have that kind of the, me- the mechanics of it are, like, weird kind of. Yeah, and again, to really just kind of, like, make you feel off – the voice to amplification is off. 
Well, I think it's supposed to be a translator is what it is. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think it is, too. Yeah. But either way, it's just, it's just kind of off-putting to hear that. It's not like a one-to-one. It like takes it a second, and right. the guy's done talking. and It it creeped me out. And so they're and setting like all, the feelings. All, his, all the navigators, the handlers, I guess you said, they're all like Borg-looking guys. They have like shit coming out of their head. Yeah. I mean, it's all. I mean, it's obviously very Lynch because he likes grotesque kind of imagery. I mean, the creature is gross. Yes. It looks like a big lumpy dick with a vagina mouth. With a little tiny vagina beak mouth. They, they constantly thing. zoom in on that mouth. Because hey, it always spews stuff out. Because he's in a cloud through. of uh, spice. That's yeah. why, you know. So oh, can, that's yeah. okay. That makes sense. So that's why he's in that tank. Oh, so it, he's pissed off because he wants more. He's like the spikes. They're having trouble with the spice because the Fremen are like fucking with the spice uh, mining. Right. So he's like, get this shit in order because they run everything because they need these guys. Right. And before we continue on this, the Harkin or not the Harkins, the Emperor Bulldogs. Yes. Everybody has their own breed of dog. Every right. family. Does. That's right. We didn't see the Harkonnens. They probably put them in their subway. Well, sandwiches. yeah, because they're dog abusers. The, right. em- the emperors were like, yeah. you well, you know what? You know, why, you know why they're evil? Because they're into cats. We'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> All right. So so the emperor's got this whole thing laid out. He's explained to the navigator, we're going to get you the best spice available because you know what we're going to do? I got this whole plan cooked up. Ready to go down the Quiznos assembly line. You know the assembly line, the one that makes it nice and toasty and bubbly. Right. Yeah, the cheese gets melty. That's when yeah. it's good. So we're going to take Arrakis from the Harkonnens, and we're going to give it to the Atreides. Because there's, like, beef between these two families. Yes, and the Atreides are going to be like, hey, thanks. And then they're going to think they're, you know, in control of the world because he who controls the spice controls the world. Wrong. Right when they least expect it, we're going to bring the Harkonnens back around the back door, and then we're going to send some of our... They even had trash lodge troops of their own. And he's like, we're going to send some of our sardine cookies. Sardine cookies, yes. Yeah, the sardine cookies. And we're gonna we're gonna take out the Atreides. We're gonna get Dugletto. We're gonna fucking murder everybody. Right, but it's gonna look like we had nothing to do with it. Yeah, like the Emperor's like, well, he's like, I had nothing to do with it. Nobody, I didn't see anything. Yeah, he he's doing the international symbol. Hands tied behind my back. Right, I couldn't do anything. So about he's this. using these two families' animosity between each other to take out. Right, and I believe the Navigator speaks up. And right. we're getting like cuts of uh, his Benny Gesserit. I can't remember the names. One was her like, name was Helen. 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 It was gay as Helen something. So I just <laughs> called her Helen. 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 So Helen is just in the back, and she's got yeah. Because he he wanted her to spy on the navigator. But they uh, yeah. the navigator was like, "Get that Benny Gesserit <laughs> whore out of here." <laughs> It's the only time he raised his voice. And so she goes behind the door, and she's got her ear to the she's door. she got the glass up against yep. the door. And you just see her jaws, teeth, <laughs> and she's hearing it. And uh, she hears the navigator utter something, and it was, uh, I need you to get the the Atreides boy. And he's like, Duke Leto? Yeah, I'll kill. No. Paul Atreides. Right. Because I, I'm assuming because they take consume so much spice, they also have visions too, like Paul does. So they see that he's going to be trouble and like fucking kill this kid. Yep. And the Emperor's like, all right, I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I mean, if I'm going to murder everybody, I'll murder him too. That's no big deal. So we go. We cut to the planet Caladan where Paul Atreides lives. It's a it's the opposite of Arrakis. It's all water. All water. Yeah. And they're getting ready to move in. They got the news that they're taking over Arrakis. This is where we learn about the bloodlines because Jessica was supposed to give birth to the perfect daughter. Right. Well, she was only yeah not, not perfect. She was not allowed to give birth to sons. She they they she, they could give birth to as many daughters as she as they wanted. 
but they she couldn't give birth to a son because she loved she actually fell in love with Duke Leto. She and he wanted a son so badly because apparently I guess they can use their power to change the gender of their kids. Yeah, okay. So she gave him a son, and that pissed off the Helen, who apparently in the book that I'm just getting this from IMDb guys. I didn't read the book that the Helen is the mother of Jessica, and Baron Harkonnen is her father. Oh, really? Yeah. No shit. Okay. And there's like there's this whole backstory because I guess even in the book Baron Harkonnen is gay, and but because like I said they're trying to do eugenics, so they're, what they were trying to do is unite the families. So yeah. the idea was, Leto has a daughter, Harkonnen has his nephews, yes, marry the Mario. two, and then that'll squash the beef. It's like mafias when they my families yep. they they intermarry. Yes, they get together, they have some vinnies, and then right. they're and then shitting together, good. and right. there's no way to bond faster than shitting together. <laughs> right. Especially when you have a still suit on, because it just you, you know <laughs> it just, it just recycles, right yeah. and you're eating Vinnies all over oh, again. God fucking. Ugh. So yeah, so like I said, they're trying to create this 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 Quiznos Dukes of Hazarak, <laughs> and because he's gonna be this ultimate being, the super being, super. and we already have navigators that are f- fucked up on spice that can full time. <laughs> like, what kind of super being do? Maybe not be fucked up. Maybe it's still got like a sweet hot lady body and can full time. Well, I don't. Know. I guess the prophecy is going to be a man because we learned that like the the uh, what's it called the water of life. Yeah. No, any man who's tried to drink it has died. Yeah. Failed? No. Died. Which is the ultimate failure, I think. But the the Quiznos Dukes of Azerad can can drink the water of life and then he will become the ultimate being. Right. But I thought that I thought that was just the Fremen's prophecy is that they would get like a leader, the Muad'Dib. I think so. it's I think it's kind of like uh, everyone has like it's like different sects of Christianity. Like everyone has their own interpretation yeah, yeah. of what it is. So yeah. so it, it's kind of perplexing in that way, where it's like it's it's a choose your own adventure, just like everyone picks part whatever part of the Bible that it makes it excusable for them to be a piece of shit, right? You know? So. so now we see Paul. He's boning up on Arrakis. He's a nerd. He wants to know everything about it. He's learning about worms. He learns there's no, no fucking rain. It's never rained on this planet ever. The Harkonnens are there. Oh, the Harkonnens. Their planet is just like right there, you know? So right. he's just like, oh, they're right around the block. They're going to come over and ask for cups of sugar all the time. And there's a there's an obsession with the Duke's signet ring in this movie. It doesn't really make any lot of sense, but everybody wants this. It's, it's a beautiful ring. Nice, a, nice bling. Great wax seal and everything. And so as he's learning, th- uh, three characters come in. Th- uh, Thurfer? Is that just how you pronounce it? <laughs> uh, uh, Turfer? 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 Tiffer? Who is a Mentad? Is that what they call them? Mentab. Huh, I don't know about that one. They're human computers. Oh. Oh, he was the guy with the eyebrows. Yes. That's another thing we got to talk about. Yes. The eyebrows. All of the Mentats had those eyebrows. I liked it. It kind of drew, pulled them together. Again, again it, you're easily able to pick out who's what because the Bene Gesserits are bald, right. and then you have these Mentabs who have the fucking crazy <laughs> eyebrows. Right. So he's doing a very good job physically right. representing these well, people. Well, they're also known because they also 
ingest spice to, to become human computers, basically. Oh. So they have they have they look like they've been ass. They got all this like spice stain on their lips. Yes, I do. Again, lynching being grotesque. You right. know, everybody they got yeah that all that fucking. Bumps in the new in movie, they just had this like little lip tattoo. I didn't even understand it. It was like this like a black bar on their lip. Oh, a soul I, patch. Yeah, I like this better because it seems it shows you how much they're fiending for spice. Everybody is obsessed with spice in this fucking. I movie. like that better because they make it sound like this drug abuse like just destroys your body right. so the fact that you know he's going more grotesque with it as opposed to just like oh yeah i just got this little spittle of chew coming down my so mouth so we see him we see our boy patty stew oh boy gurney Whew. he's got this crazy guitar instrument <laughs> it's like eight feet long and then there's like wooden horns coming over where the strings are that you would play it's the most bizarre looking thing ever and then, um, and then we see uh Recently departed Dean Stockwell, Doctor Doctor Yui, Doctor Yui, yes, and he's got the little diamond on his forehead. Thing. Right, I forget. He's like an imperial trust or something. He's like a doctor. He's like the family doctor. But it was just like you only get that if you have gone through a certain amount of regiments. So it's yeah, like because it was supposed to be like they cannot be broken because it, because. Uh, there's so many assassination attempts and shit going yes. on, intrigue that these guys can't be like turned on their their uh, people. They work right, out. their mind is like a steel trap. Right, so there's no way you could coax them, interrogate them, not even get get Mo Bay, not even Bush could could turn him. Right. <laughs> so they show up and they're like, uh, and then Paul like senses them. He gets he's got some sense power. Well, yeah, he alluding to his muabdibness again. They're they're. I don't even think it was supposed to be about that. It's just that he's being trained because, like you said, there's so much political intrigue happening. He's got to be ready for anybody at any time. There's little whizzing machines that could come in to the right. night and stab Hunter him. Hunter seekers. Hunter seekers. So he's got he's got to be ready for everything. So he he's just like he gets this little grin. He's facing the camera. I hear three men walking into my room. I know you're going to tell me not to keep my back to the door, but I know exactly where you guys are. Two lean to the left. One leans to the right. I'm talking about their dicks. Uh, yeah, of course. And so, yeah, so, so Thurfer is like his, his his teacher, like about the mental stuff. Gurney is his physical teacher, teaching him how to kick ass. Oh, of course. Patrick Stewart, of course he's the guy who's going to teach him like, how to kick ass. Come on, you bitch. Let's fight now. Yeah. And they put on their shields. I, I will say the newer movie, the shields look cooler. Obviously. <laughs> this looked like blocky. a last minute, like, oh, fuck. That's right. We got to have some kind of visual for this. <laughs> right. I like I like the effect when, like, the knife's going through and you kind of see it like water kind of going over their right. hands and everything but yeah the blocks yeah. so what we, we learned from this scene is is that basically because of shields these shields they got lasers don't have any nobody uses lasers because they don't do anything right their their advanced technology has allowed them to block off you know shields or uh, lasers and everything so now they're but they're, slow if you go slowly you can go through the shield right so their weapons have gone back in time if you will right. and they're using old weapons again and right. daggers is the weapon to be and i love it i love everybody running around with daggers i think it's really cool so they're fighting and but then paul gets the edge on gurney gets the knife up near his neck here's what I want to remember from the book, and I don't. Why are they taking huge slashes at each other if it's not going to do anything? I don't know. I mean, later he fights without the shield, so maybe it's for training on that. But his fight looked nothing like this fight. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. Right. No but need Paul, to sit Paul on finally it. gets the edge. It's probably the first time he's ever beat Gurney, but did he beat Gurney? Because Gurney's got the, the fucking knife right at his Look dick. down, friend. He's like, I'll cut your balls off. 
And he's like, they, then they just pat each other on the back. He's like, you're getting good. You're getting better, kid. Oh, yeah. Would you really have cut me? He's like, if you didn't give it your all, I would have given you a scar to remember. You would have had one ball instead of two. I don't remember because Patty Stu doesn't have a scar at this point. Later on, yeah, I does. believe he has a yeah. scar, right? Yeah, he does. Just later on. I just noticed it later, too. You're right. Yeah. Okay. You might have it in this scene. I don't remember. Because at one point, I saw his scar, and it was an awful little prosthetic, and it was falling off his face. It was flapping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Uh, oh boy. He's like, but your training's not over. Yeah. You need to remind people about Star Wars. So they bring <laughs> out this fucking, like, because it's a scene where Luke has, like, got the fucking ball that's shooting shit at him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's going on, like, why have things been so serious lately? He's like, well, Arrakis is serious. The Harkonnens are serious. We live in a serious world, my boy. And he goes on to ask more about the worms and the Fremen and. If all the shit he's been reading on the on the internet's real, he, I've been doing my own research, just like you told me to. And says, as long as you listen to Quizidnon, you will be good, my boy. So now they're like, okay, they pull out this thing. It's like a modern. It, it reminds me of the thing you see Bruce Lee training on in the yeah. Kung Fu movies, where it's like the 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 wood like cylinder with the spoke sticking out. But this is like the sci fi version of it. And it's got, like, blades and shit. And now he has a thing. This was David Lynch's invention. This apparently is not in the book. Weirding modules, which can focus the... Because the, there's this thing called the voice. This mm-hmm. thing which I think the Benny Gesserit invented and they, like, teached. That could have been it. I don't remember. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because I know that, yeah. Because, I mean, and George Lucas must have read Dune. Because the the Benny Gesserit voice thing is very similar to the Force. As yeah. far as controlling people. You can control people with your, like, you... You can talk in a certain way that you can control people, right? So, and you can also like it's like send basically like sonic sh- like sound waves out on people. But the, but they need the weirding modules to focus it. So it's like kind of like a little. I like these fucking like all these little things they had. They look no, cool. no. They're, wow. Again, Lynch loves to p- put these little practical things together. Like even in his old age, if you watch his YouTube video, he's always putting weird little contraptions together. Watch Twin Peaks. He's always putting weird contraptions together. Right. So, again, beginning of this movie is full of weird little Lynch things, like the little gun box, the little fucking... Like, the Fremen have to wear the voice modulators. I think even uh, Paul did, too. He does until later, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they 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 use those. So yeah, he's wearing one right now, and he's the, and he's using the 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 weird they, they call it the weirding module to like sh- shoot off little blades off of this machine. Of course. So it's like, wow, he's getting better. He's learning that to use the voice. That's right. And he's dodging all the prods and everything, jumping out at him, and he's melting him. And everyone's like, oh man, this kid, he might we might really have something. The here. chip this off the old good. block, yeah. And they continue to talk to him and, you know, uh, Gurney about just, like, what's going on with the Harkonnens and everything. And he's like, I'm pretty sure the Baron's up this uh, – not the Baron, excuse me. The Emperor is actually working behind Harkonnen. This is just too weird that they're just giving us uh, Arrakis. Right. Like, yeah. nothing about this makes sense. And Gurney just gives him a big old slap on the back. And he's like, the first step to avoiding a trap is knowing its existence. So now we cut to Paul. He's got he's done training. He bumps into his like uh, buddy Duncan Idaho. I guess this is kind of like his mentor. You know, the guy he wants to aspire to be. Yeah, this dude's fucking cool as shit. I remember and, him being one of my favorites in the book. Yeah, well, yeah, because well, they they th- and they don't do him justice in this movie. They flesh him out a lot more because I think Jason Momoa plays him in the new movie. That doesn't make sense. 
And, well, I don't know the characters, so I don't know. Duncan Idaho, played by Jason Momoa. I don't know. I have Isn't no... he Samoan? I think he's Hawaiian, yeah. He's like Polynesian. And then you have a character named Duncan well, this Idaho. Is, this is the fucking future. You can be anything. Remember, <laughs> diversity worked, Griff. They succeeded. <laughs> Everyone's diverse now. So he meets up. I mean, he's very he's wasted in this movie. He's just there to just give us two lines, and then he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like, he's letting him know, look, I'm heading out first to Arrakis to, like, flip, feel everything out, you know. He's the badass. Of course he's got, like, it's, he, sadly, he was born in, like, the, the fighter class, you know. Even though him and Paul are good buds, it's, it's just his job, his lot in life, to go figure out if it's dangerous first, you know, be the canary in the coal mine. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you then. May the gods and the force be with you. Hmm. So, George just stole that one straight up. Right. <laughs> Okay, not even hiding it. So now Paul meets up with Daddy. <laughs> he does call him Daddy. <laughs> He's Daddy. And Dad's like, kid, you're fucking awesome. Gurney's telling me you're kicking ass. Thiefer, thufer. He's like, you're guy all A's. Yeah. I can't. I just can't believe it. I need you. Here's what I need you to do, though. You've had a busy day. I need you to go take a real good nap. Rest that beautiful hair of yours. Like, look at my right. hair. Look at your hair. Fuck. I got. Yeah, we. I don't. Did we say this was Kyle McLaughlin's first movie? And I think he got it on the hair. We the did. Hair is amazing. I don't believe we did. And Kyle McLaughlin from day one. I gotta say, killed it. I didn't realize his first movie. Oh. I assumed he did more. And you know what? A man who's not afraid to show off his glutes. Is he? He's like naked in half of Lynch's movies. Mm. <laughs> not in this one though. Not in this, this is one. A, though. This is a PG movie. So, okay, takes his little cat nap. Yep. And then uh, Helen, Helen shows up, the Benny Jenner uh, queen or whatever. I don't know what she is. And she's got a test for our boy Paul. Yeah. And so it's uh, Jessica and Helen or whoever it was. Yeah, Helen. Was it Helen? Yeah. So they're outside bickering because, like you said, they have history. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, yeah, in the book, that's her mom. But yeah. They don't tell you. They, they, they don't give you any allusions to that in the, the okay. movie. So they're outside of his door. Actually, they're inside the door. They're, they're watching, watching him, him sleep. sleep. Yes. And he's uh, giggling because he's like, you know, he's awake. Yeah. He's reading comic books underneath his sheet with a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But they're they're whispering about the box and everything. And Jessica gets scolded again. We've already kind of learned a little bit about it, about the right. bloodlines. She and fucked everything. up the whole like thing, the whole point. Because they reveal that. They're not married. She's Duke Leo's concubine. Yes. And that's why, because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because Le- Duke can't marry her because she's a Benny Jesuit, and maybe Probably. that's part of the religion is like, you know, priests can't marry or whatever, Probably. so they can't marry. But yeah, so uh, Paul, he's like giggling. I'm asleep. They don't know it. And then he, but she hears, she's like, Quiznos Duke of Hazarat. And she, his eyes perk, his ears perk up. And he's like, what is that? I've never heard of that. And then this is where she's like, get your fucking kid up. We're doing the box yeah. now. Well, yeah, she goes, just goes, he's awake. He's listening to us. I can hear him giggling. <laughs> <laughs> he's covering He's working mouth. out his Patrick Stewart laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, get up, motherfucker. Time for the box. Yep. And, okay, let's talk about their ship real quick. Because we talked about the Emperor's ship, housing, everything, yeah. the gold, the Victorian, mm-hmm. uh, the Bulldogs. How uh House of Trades though they're like pirate ship like yeah. everything is hand carved wood it's very cool looking at this point where Paul is sleeping he's wearing a pirate blouse <laughs> yes. 
And it's like even got the drawstring to cinch it up and all that. But then when they're in uniform, they're wearing like modern like marine uh, parade outfit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so just the wood everywhere, and then of course pugs. Pugs, yeah, that's everywhere. That's, that's their breed. Pugs. It's <laughs> pugs. <laughs> signet. When rings, I think of water, I think of pugs. Signet rings, gold tooth. You think you would have like a water dog, like not a pug? You'd have some kind of like yeah, that know, would like, make like sense. a Labrador. Or yeah, because they're a whole planet in water, yeah. and they're like on a wood. Like everything looks like they're on a li- literal ship. So yeah. I really, again, like this aesthetic, but. Paul doesn't have enough time to appreciate it. He's got to go in and um, sit down with the Benny Gesserit, Helen. Right. Jet test. She, the door snips right behind him, and it closes his butt a little bit, and he scoots forward. And then she calls to him with the voice, and he just goes, no. Oh, he's strong. I like that. But then she uses a little bit more command in her voice, and Paul comes over and gets down on his knees next to her. Right. And she's like, put your hand in this box. And he, he starts thinking, he's like, fear is the mind killer. So he's like, don't show fear to this lady. Right. Well, he's t- he was trying to chicken out a little bit. He's like, I don't know if I should put my hand in there. Mom always told me not to put hand in things I can't see. And then she pulls out her little sewing needle, needle right. or, or, or sewing thimble with the needle on it. Yeah, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yes, of course, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And she's like, motherfucker, if you don't put your hand in this, I will stick you with this needle, and you're going to die. This is poison, motherfucker. And don't worry. If you put your hand in and try to pull it out without me letting you, you're going to die, too. So he's got no choice. He's got to put his hand in the box. Got to put his hand in the box. And he's like, first you're going to feel a little itching. Then it's gonna see a little burn. It's kind. It's kind of like syphilis, you yes. know, or gonorrhea. But I don't have any pen. This isn't. There's no penicillin in this Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The re- the, the reason this was so real is because Frank Herbert, of course, had it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He died of he, of madness from syphilis. I treated syphilis. <laughs> and so we see. We get this. We see the hand inside the box, and it's just burning away, and the flesh is smoking and shit. And he's just, but he's he's hanging in there, man. Yeah. Fear is the little death. The ASMR, okay, uh, yeah. Lynch, why did you watch that Chuck Norris movie before you started filming this? <laughs> little known fact, he's always wanted to work with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is like, you're not, I'm, I'm too big for you. Right. That well, was- <laughs> he probably brought him in and said, yeah, you're going to fight this weird penis vagina monster. <laughs> and Chuck was like, uh-uh, I can't round. Where do I even roundhouse that thing? Right. And he walked off the set. And we yeah. never got the here. Yeah, Billy, I let people don't know the original Paul Atreides was a forty-year-old Chuck Norris. <laughs> he was going to play a fifteen-year-old boy. He could have done it. Jesus Christ! But yeah, it was it was uh, creative differences. Put creative it that differences. Way. Let's say that. Yep. So his hands smoking and burned. It's smelling like a nice Quiznos, you know, <laughs> sandwich. Actually, it did look like he had some cheese melted <laughs> right. out there. That's actually how in the future they cook the quiz. They heat the quiz. They put them in the box. Oh, they just put it in yeah. the box. <laughs> But after a while, he just, ah, he just whips it out because he can't take it anymore. But she's amazed. She's like, no one's ever lasted yeah. that long. I thought she told him to pull out. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Because they both rear back in pain because he shrieks out before he pulls oh, out. Okay. And it causes her to freak out. And it's like, I think they're Did trying to get... allude that Paul had the voice in that moment. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Well, because he, yeah, he's been working on it. His mom's been teaching him the voice. Right. And uh, Helen rears back and she's like, Holy shit, like, he actually might be the one. He, he lasted right. it. Yeah, no one's lasted as long as he has. And so she tells him, okay, go ahead and pull your hand out. Res- inspect your hand. See that, not, you know, it's not fucked up at all. And then she 
gives a little another exposition dump, and she starts talking about the water of life. Which, yeah. Which, Have you ever heard of it? And apparently it's the bile of newborn worms. Yeah, Paul has heard of it because yes. he's done his own research. Right. So he tells him. And I was like, in this chat room the other day. And she explains, and like, look, no man's ever survived, but the Quiznos, Dukes of Hazarod, will survive it. Oh. Apparently women can take it. Yes. But no man has ever done. I remember when uh, eventually uh, Jessica takes it in the book. I think it, fu- I think it like really fucked her up, or it was like the Freemen weren't really that interested in her, and so she had to do it to try to get their favor or something. There okay. was a lot. I think there was more tension with Jessica because yeah. I think they were like weirded out by the. Ki- Maybe it was after Aaliyah's born. The Fremen are like, "This fucking child is insane." I think that might have been that. Can't remember. Okay, so now we cut to. It's really interesting. The okay. Baron's planet. Okay, so right away, another Lynch statue going on here. Did you notice the big like face structure that, with the mouth? That, I'm almost positive, was an H.R. Giger design. Because I remember something like that in the Jordan George, I don't know how to pronounce Jodorowsky. it. Jodorowsky. He had some. He had some similar structures, yeah. kind of like that. He had like this yeah. one steamroller thing that I just saw it today or yesterday, and he had like big old devil horns and like hands that shot. It was fucking crazy looking. Right. But this was very simple, just like profile, mouth, right. nose. Well, we see uh, there steam coming out. We see out the Harkonnens meant at uh, Pitter. Oh my god, Pitter is so fucking good. This guy's hand acting. It could have been. It could have been uh, our good friend. Um, yeah. uh, Dub doubly Dougly, I I can't. I'm spacing on his name. I don't. I'm I'm spacing too. Oh, uh, Billy Drago. Drago. Drago would have killed it in this role, dude. I got to tell you, he was hand coaching Petir because yeah. he, he was fo- so fucking good. Yeah, Piter. This... That's it. Piter. Piter. Yeah. And he was. Was he like? Did he have like a little bottle of spice? Was he jonesing for some spice? Because that was because he was like he had something in his hand. He was waving in from his face. I think it was spice. I don't remember. It, it was probably oregano. Because he was he was repeating this like mantra like over and over again. Like this, the spice is the life. Like, life oh. is the spice. And played by Brad Dorf, who's the That's voice right. of Chucky. Oh, okay. Which I never get, Chucky. Chucky's lame. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would be scared of a fucking doll. It's yeah. like it's like a midget attack. You kick him in the face, he's dumb. But he's in his sub. He's in his little subway type because we say we explain. They're subway. They're the corporate. They're the people who employ child molesters, mm-hmm. Jareds. And he come. He finally he comes in because he's the messenger. He was sent to bring a message to Conan. So uh, before we left the Caledonia or whatever the fucking plant, Caledon. Uh, Duke Leto had yeah. sealed up a letter in this nice gold cylinder right. and sent it and over. And to rub it in, because he knows how much Baron Harkonnen loves that ring, he had to do a little signal yep, in there to let him did. know. Yep. And so Piter is taking their subway trains that you were talking about right. from one end to the other, and we're seeing this big old industrial complex that they work I in. I think this is like a... a, a 10,199-year version of the Sparks Factory. It 100% is. And yeah. so... Lynch just laid it on so thick how evil these people are because we well, know nothing good happens well, in a spark factory. Well, also you can tell because they have red hair. We know red headed. They, they, they just cut to the chase like they're scum because they have red hair because everyone on this planet has red hair. Yeah, and it was also it was also very office space because they were like cubicles. Like, there was no like ceilings to any of this place. Right. Very Open cubicle. Yeah, yeah, very much make you feel uneasy. Like, right. Never have any privacy. We're living the worst life. Right. Like everybody here is living the worst life, right? Uh, they like squish bugs and yeah. suck up the juice. And <laughs> yeah. according to some amazing Korean directors, that's the grossest thing in the world. 
fucking hate that Snowpiercer movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it's not good. The TV show. I don't know. I've it. <laughs> it looked awful. <laughs> so Piter arrives, and we finally get our first glimpse of the Baron, and, and he's, he's looking gross as ever. I mean, oh. like like I said, this is the the, the in the uh, new movie. He's just he, he's kingpin from Marvel Comics. He's a fat boy. He's boring. This guy kills it as Baron Harkonnen. He's fat, 100%. greasy, sweaty all the time. I want to see him get murdered. Right. He's covered in pustules. Yeah. You know? I want to see I want to see horrible things to happen to this man. Right. And he's just he's got his he's got his uh, Dr. Pimple uh, popper next to him and he, Oh my god. This oh <laughs> in a minute here when he's like Oh, Baron, your skin is so beautiful. And he's like rubbing his face on it while he's like extracting ooze yeah. from. Oh, my God. So fucking creepy. So wonderful. Right. So we just, weird. right from the jump, we get how repulsive this whole family is. And we, yeah. we know they're, they're the villains, obviously. But I know there's. This is an AW. We know these guys are villains. <laughs> but I know you were into one feature of the subway here. So he gets that letter. And he doesn't even open it. Heider <laughs> yeah. just tells him, uh, you know, like the treaties are taking over, and uh, Leto is yeah, so saying, like, like, hit the bricks, bitch. Yeah, Nano, you can't, you can't hang out with us anymore. So we fucking throws it over into his bubbling vat <laughs> yeah. of acid. I know. I got so like bummed out that we covered up our acid bag. Like, I want it back. Yeah. Because now. <laughs> now I know what to do with it. Whenever I get, whenever I get missives that people ignore, I just throw it in there. <laughs> And I think didn't Raul Rabin throw his juice box in there too? Yes, in a minute here he drinks <laughs> yeah. it and then throws. It's a glass juice box with a bug in it. Squishes it and then slurps it and just smiles. <laughs> so good. Oh god. So, so he calls in his nephews because he's gay, so he doesn't have any children, you know, except for Jessica apparently. But that's only in the books. And he so he's got his favorite nephews, the Beast Robin. Batman and Robin and Fade played by Sting. Sting. <laughs> Sting. He's totally. He's eye acting the fuck out of here. He's got the googly eyes. He's just looking crazy. This is so good. This is so. There's so much amazing visuals and just good. I, I acting without having to do a whole lot. Sting it, right away killing it. His giant ass cod piece. His fucking weird beetle outfit he's wearing here. Just loved it. And the Barons was licking his lips, checking him out. He's like, he's a gay, incestuous pedophile. He's got every sexual fuck up. The chairs they sat it. in that looked like some kind of workout equipment. <laughs> it was just like giant inch and a half, like bars bent and everything, and like a weird back beat. It was so bizarre. But they are just chewing up this scenery like they belong in this place. And I fucking loved it. And the Baron, since he's so fat, he's got this, uh, like, Floating apparatus to make him fly because he's he's too good to walk. Yeah, I, I believe what he has done is does he tell Raven he needs to go in? Like he gives Raven some kind of direction. I don't remember what it was, but he's he's scheming up his plan, and I don't remember a hundred percent what it was. Yeah, well, I think they're kind of keeping I, I, us in the dark at this moment. We know something's up. I know Piter had talked about their plan, right? And then Baron shuts him the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, because Fade's like, "Really? What plan?" He's like, "Oh, that's for later." I'm well, no, he you, no. he fucking Piter's like, "Yeah, my plan." And Baron, no, <laughs> my plan. <laughs> it's my plan. And Piter, he's just. I think he no, I actually think he says our plan. Like he has to get it still. Yeah, like, yeah. He's still under his breath. He went our plan. But yeah. then Baron added something to it, and I don't fucking remember. Well, what I know it was. Fade perks up, and he's like, 
Oh, my dear boy, beautiful boy. That's for me to know and you to find out later. Yeah, because he added a second step to it that he, right. wants, he wants to get a share with anybody. And now he's just so inflated on himself. So while that's happening, some guards bring in a nice little twink who's got apparently like – and this, this is another thing that you just get how evil these guys are. Everyone is like a slave basically on this planet who's not part of the family Harkonnen. And they have heart plugs. So Where if weird. you just they if you and this this would make sense people would be scared shitless because you just pull the plug out and you're dead. That's it. So this kid, this little twink, comes in. He's got the fucking reverse mohawk going on. Yeah, all the all the like uh, peasants in this place, the people who work in the cubicles, right. they have just the middle part of their head, and there's actually like something like a barcode or something written out on top of it. Oh, I didn't see. That. Yeah, I noticed that eventually. And he's there to bring flowers for the lovely Baron. He's got these gold basin, like orchid, purple, like I they, thought it was just plastic flowers. They he's look like plastic. <laughs> yeah, they're just like handmade out of you know. Uh, it's just how tacky the Harkonnens are too. He likes plastic. And he already had like 12 of them up and this kid's bringing in like three more and he's in this so it looks like Mormon underwear because it's like the long (laughs) stuff. But for some reason, it's tight in the tuchus. Exactly. That's the way the Baron likes it. Yeah. And so yeah. he's floating around, oh. and he's enjoying himself. <laughs> he's letting, like, fucking greasy peck jelly, like, bar- like bargain basement peck jelly drip on his body. Yeah, there's, like, a loose pipe or something is <laughs> dripping, and he it's goes... It's like a sewage pipe. It's just, like, shit water. This is how filthy these people yeah. are. He's bathing in shit water. You know what it was? It was uh, probably, like... It was uh, Vinny's. It was, it was, oh, what do they, what do they call that fucking vinegar? It's the dark shit. Oh, balsamic? It's balsamic. (laughs) Because it's Subway. (laughs) So he's under there. See, it all falls into place. It all comes together. And he, he can't. No other podcast would put these together. (laughs) I dare you to find one Dune review that talks about sandwiches. (laughs) And so he, he hears the orchids and the flowers being placed and he's like, oh, there's a beautiful boy in the room. (laughs) And then he flies down. He's like. Like his pimples are oozing. He's got the balsamic just gushing down his body. He looks like a softball the way he's like stitched yeah, together he's in got, that suit. If you, uh, you guys look it up, the wrestler from the 90s called Bastion Booger. Because he has Bastion Booger's like outfit on. It's just made to accentuate his flabby right. tits and shit. And of course, if yeah. you're going to look them up, look up the new breed as well. Because yeah. some of their hairstyles were inspired right. well, by this They were movie. from the future. They well. were from the future. So... So he flies over to little baby boy here, and he's grabbing his cakes, and the kid turns around, and he just starts, like, fingering his body, and then he pulls out his uh, heart plug. Right. And then he starts bleeding, and he's taking the blood and smearing it on his face. It's this fucking crazy scene. It's insane. It's wonderful. And Fade is loving it. He's just cracking up. Robin's getting another fucking juice box out. And then the Baron goes... This is what I will do to the Duke and his family. Cut to the treaties. They're departing. And, uh, you know, they're just flying through. Packing up the pugs. Yep. Paul's got a pug in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) And one thing, I I did not like the design of the spaceships. They were, I mean, I will say they were original. The exteriors? Yeah. Yeah. And so, basically, this this is is probably the most Lynchian scene in the fucking movie because it, it made very little sense to me but i think he's trying to explain to us they explain that it's traveling without movement is what time holding time folding, is. So, ba- yeah. folding. so basically it's teleporting mm-hmm. i guess so there's a giant ship that the navigators operate and all there are all these mini ships that they're flying up from calia and they go inside of it yeah 
And then we see the navigator fold space, which apparently is him just vomiting like it. Uh, yeah, it's like a space slug, like we saw earlier, yeah. the, the weird slug in the giant tank. And it, it just like, <laughs> and they're just like zapping planets right. into existence or something. His vagina mouth is squirting, basically. It, yeah, 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 that works. <laughs> but it worked. It does work. Because then all of a sudden it's like, they're in fucking Arrakis. And they're like, all right, time to go down to Arrakis. Yeah, and I don't remember who said this, but it, it, somebody said, finally the one will come to claim the, the jihad on darkness. Yeah, somebody's inner monologue. So yeah, it was. So, yeah, exactly. It's hard to pick up all the inner monologues. It's probably one of the Benny Gesserits. So they land on Arrakis and they're greeted like because these like people can't wait to get rid of the Arconans. They're like fucking losers. Yeah, Harko- they're well, abusing everybody. The, the Fremens are like hard working class blue collars, and then they have the Har- Harkonans up in there. And they're, they're like, like Donald Trump, basically. They're yeah, gross they're, rich people. They're middle know? management trying to take all the they're money. They're rich, but they still like have McDonald's. You know, it's that kind of. You know? That sounds awful. Yeah. Well, you said Subway. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we can't pay you guys more than $10 an hour. It's the weirdest thing. We're strapped. So they get down there. Duncan's there to greet them. And he's like, Duke, you're not going to believe this shit. We always thought the Fremens, they were just sparse. There was only like 100, 200 of them. It was like, you know, L.A. in 1980. Yeah. No, it's like L.A. in 2053. There's literally 2 million Fremen here. And they're bad asses. These are the alleys we wish to see. The, like, we need to get, get in with these guys because they're so fucking cool. And, like, they, they, there's rumors that they have water that we don't know about hidden on this planet. It's amazing. Yeah, and despite everyone's belief that, like, the Harkonnens are running things, the Fremens are running things here. They they have this place under their thumb. So what's going on? You know the Harkonnens aren't going to leave without leaving a few surprises for our boy the Atreides. So there's all these, like, booby traps and shit. Yeah, we get some cuts of, like, the Atreides technical crew. They're trying to set up the internet. They're trying right. to get the Wi-Fi password right. in there and everything. And, and they left without giving them the password. Oh, they're of course like, they fuck did. fuck you. So they're trying to reinstall, but then they have to get the modem out there, <laughs> and then the fucking, it's, it's goddamn... Uh, 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 Spectrum and those guys, <laughs> they could barely make it a mile away, yet a folding time on itself <laughs> to get out to, you know, even right, for the yeah. for the Atreides. Even when you can up. fold time, they're always three hours late. They're they always all... give you that window, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'll show <laughs> up. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll, I did not like the design of the people, the the. the Soldiers on uh, on uh, Arrakis. It was just like just white. It was, it was like they're just like they're uh, pillowy white suits at the end. Yeah, with it was like, like good the humor men. Mask. It was like yeah, they're like no, they look like good humor men. They just had like white pants, white shirt, and like a cap. It was really boring. Oh. I'm, I'm not talking about the hard Conan had cool fucking like trash lodge out. Yeah, they had the trash lodge with the welder's right. mask. I'm talking about the Atreides band. They were, you didn't even remember them because they were so bland. It was just like... Oh, I no, I, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. The tech crew and all that. Yeah, they had their like, little caps yeah, on and everything. Yeah, the Geek Squad. Yeah, the Geek Squad. <laughs> yeah. So they're like trying to hook up everything. They're trying to get the shields up and we literally do mean like the square shields from earlier. Which, <laughs> yeah. by the way, there is a great moment with that square shield coming up. It, it is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. But, um... And they're just like... They're like... Half our shields have been sabotaged. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Right. You know those Harkonnens, they, they poured the vinaigrette all over. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. Balsamic all over the control panel, and then they left. It smells like balsamic. So now we meet Dr. Keynes, who works, apparently works for the Emperor. He's like a, he's a, he's a middleman. He has no sides in this, this dogfight. He's just like, I'm here 
to let you know, fill you in on how to get acclimated to Arrakis, how to yeah. put on your still suit and everything. Yeah, uh, somehow he works beyond like any of the families. He's with the he's an imperial ecologist, right? I think yeah, he just works like for the the empire. Basically. Yeah, he just it doesn't even seem like he works he's with a middle the management empire. guy. Doesn't even seem like he's middle manager. It seems like he's kind of doing this out of you know out of mad respect for the Fremen. I because th- he. He's taken this place. Yeah, he clearly. went native. Yeah, he's got the yeah. blue eyes, which we they say if you take someone, you're, you're just round spice for so much because it's all in the air on Arrakis. Right. It makes your eye, your white of your eyes turn blue. Yep. How do you feel about the blue effect they did there? Uh, well, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. Well, eighty four. How know. did they do? How they do? Did they try to do that in? Yeah, they did it. Yeah, it was in the. It probably looked. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Special effects looked better. Yes, I will say that. I'll give the new one that. 37 years later. So he's like letting everybody know, look, we're getting rid of, we can't, we're, they're like rats, they're cockroaches. We're getting rid of as many Harkonnens as we can, but they're in their little hidey holes, their little spider holes, but we're working it out, we're flushing them out. Yeah. And then we see, because Duke Leto, because Duke's hands-on, dude. He's like, I want to check out everything. I'm not up in my ivory tower. Yeah. So him and Paul, they got their still suits on, and, and then, uh, uh, Dr. Keynes explains what a still suit is, gives like the audience a little exposition. He he points out the thigh pads. He's like, this is where your urine and feces is going to be filtered through, your thigh pads. And they keep bringing up the thigh pads. It's like, uh, what's so going If you see a squish, it's it's your shit. <laughs> you hear the squish? And, he's just, shit. and he's like, your body movement and breathing make make the suit work. Yeah. So it's all, it's, all, it's the most perfect fucking machine, you know. Do, like, Lich could have gone... A lot of different ways with how we explain it because I remember about forty-five pages of explanation <laughs> on one, the yeah. suit. Okay, I feel like that one went on forever, just well, exposition. Well, on the thankfully suits. he cut it down. He, yeah. yeah, I got the gist. It makes your it takes the salt out of your sweat and gives like replenishes your water. It gives you basically it turns your sweat into Gatorade is what it does. Yeah, and so Kinds is just like noticing Paul. He's just like, did you have any help putting that on? It's so perfect. Give me up once around. Right. Yeah, go ahead. And do it. Slow turn. Slow turn. Checking him up and down. He's just like, you wear that like a Fremen. You're so perfect in that suit. I just don't understand how you got in it. It and, took me months yeah. to figure this out. <laughs> well, it took me 45 pages later to read. The manual <laughs> alone. Fuck. And Paul's like, it just felt natural. I don't know. You know, beginner's luck. I don't know. So they're going to go out and they're going to see how spice is harvested because, like I said, Duke Leto hands on. He's like, I yeah. want to see what what they do. And before we get to cut of them like out on their ship, you know, just kind of scouring over the dune or the the, the uh, spice farms, I guess you could call them. We get some of our uh, security, and they're get, they're getting chattered. They're playing around with the radios again. They're trying to tune the Wi Fi in, right. and they over here on the CB breaker breaker. What's yeah. your twenty? <laughs> <laughs> go Harkonnens what and, and then we cut to Paul uh, Gurney Duke Leto and Keynes on a ship and he, and then uh, Keynes explaining you know about the worms he's like okay this is where we got it worked out we got these little machines that harvesters har- harvesters and once we get any like any vibrations of a, of a worm coming we pick them up off the ground and take yep. them away they get they get because there's a crew of 23 people in each of them Right, and once they get the, the the rumblings of the worm, they come by. They save them all. They get the they get the uh, harvester out of the ground too, and the worm just by passes the through. very last second. Because spice is so fucking important, they wait till the last second to get these guys off. It's yeah. like working on like an oil rig. Or there we shit. go. Yeah. So 
they're explaining again about how the worms, just like tremor worms, vibrations on the ground is what kind of summons them. So, of course, the harvesters make some vibrations. So they're always at risk when they're harvesting of getting attacked by a worm. And then he's like, well, what do you know? There's a worm coming right well, now. Paul, Paul's like, do you think we'll see a worm? And it's the first time he's kind of childish. But Keynes is just, you know, he's still like, I'll learn. I'll learn. I really like this kid. I really like Duke Leto, and I like his kid. This is great. Right. Yeah, it's like, he, yeah, he thinks that to himself because we're getting a lot of inner monologue. These guys might work out. Yeah. Might be the guys we asked for. I mean, if you've been hanging out with the Harkonnens and you got these fucking badasses coming <laughs> right. in, he's probably looked down you, and saw They Duke's all have beautiful skin. Beautiful yeah. skin, beautiful hair, and he probably saw the Duke's ring. He's like, this guy's fucking, <laughs> this is badass, wow. right? If he wasn't in the still suit, he'd probably wear a ring himself. Right. Probably a lot so of he's like, He'd probably fool JJ. He's like, my young prince, there's this worm right now coming. Check it out. Yeah. And then they see, like, lightning striking down. <laughs> yeah, every everything. time a worm appears, lightning. They called it a worm sign. Okay, but but it never rains. That's weird. We get lightning, we never get rain. Well, I, I but a worm comes. And uh, we we get a familiar face shows up in here. <laughs> um, we need to be rescued here. It's David Lynch doing a cameo. I'm sure it was just one of those things like, we got to film this scene. We have no actors. I'll fucking it do might, it. Yeah, it might have been that. I don't think yeah. he's pulling a Hitchcock where he's like, i got to be in my own movie. I mean, he definitely puts himself in quite a few different things, but usually not his movies. He's been Obviously, he's got a character in Twin Peaks, but I don't think he's in his movies very often. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Yeah. It's like, who is this? And Gurney's like, don't you dare say it's Duke Leto. You just say we're just a regular guy that's checking shit out. Yeah. And then he does it. They cover because they don't want, you know, assassins are everywhere. And Gurney's, he's a pro. So he's like, don't sell him. So we get, and then fucking we see like Duke Leto's like, let's fucking land. I'm going to fucking bring people in. He's like, get the fuck in here. The worm's coming. And like, Keynes is like going, woohoo, he's getting the vapors. He's like, oh my God, he cares more about the people and the spice. The Arconans, they were like, fucking let these guys die. That's right. And they get everybody on and they take off. And then we see the worm eat the fucking big harvester machine. And we're like, wow, these worms are some, a real fucking deal, man. Another inner monologue from Keynes. <laughs> I like this, Duke. I like him a lot. The last one was always trying to give me expired pickles. <laughs> An awful soggy bread that smelled horrible. The worst. Cut to Jessica. She's doing her first lady shit where it's like, check out the servants and everything. She's with uh, Dr. Yui. Yep, Dr. Yui. And at some point in this, I guess it didn't make my notes, but it was somewhere in between here. It, you know what? It was just that last Baron exposition we had. I'm remembering what his secret. Because he, he's like, I have, a, I have somebody on the inside. I've got a traitor. A traitor no one would suspect. No one. <laughs> I've kind of ruined it by saying it right now. Yeah, but if you're listening to this, I think I'm sure you've watched it. And Doom. it's going to yeah. be, it, it's like two yeah. minutes out that, right. you know, it gets revealed. So whatever. So I like the little machine, the, the inspection machine. It was like a flashlight. Again, <laughs> all the little Doom, yeah. devi- or the Lynch devices, they're just fucking cool. They're cool little things. And I love the I love the way he held it. I can't explain it. But Dean Stockwell just killed it. He did a little Billy Drago. It was like... I know. <laughs> I just something about how they just let everybody be as natural as possible. Like use a little flair in it, and this guy he does you in his little diamond. And, and, and I, do, lo- I love how the doctor <laughs> has like instead of having like a first aid kit or something, he has like this chest piece. It's like a sash. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a sash, or you could say it's like a pocket protector, but it's got all of his little medical <laughs> devices in it. There's just so many cool little details. And he's doing a little chit-chat with Jessica. He mentions his wife had died. You right, know? and he's like, please do not ask me 
to tell you all about it. And, of course, we're doing an inner monologue of Jessica. And she's, for whatever reason, when she has to use her Betty Jesuit powers to, like, try to understand something, she zooms in on a person's lips. And so, uh, yes, yeah, so you, you always... You, well, that's a Lynch thing because he, he loves the vagina lips of the navigator. He loves lips. <laughs> he does love reason. lips. That's yeah. a good point. It, 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 one man's lips, another man's feet. Uh, so... They zoom in on Yui. He's got that nice little mustache that's uh, shaved down the middle there, and Tony she's Stark just mustache. thinking about it because he was trying to. Yui started in about how because Jessica's like, you really despise the Baron because he's All like right. one of these servants might be you know in disguise from Harkonnen. Right. So let me rub this yellow light on their all their faces, and uh, she's like. It's really weird. His I never knew he hated the Baron so much, and he's hiding something from me. But then she notices the diamond, and we get another right. exposition about uh, the Imperial yeah. conditioning. Yeah, she's like, "There's no way he would be a traitor. He's like our very best friend in the whole whole wide world. He's been our doctor. He delivered the babies." And he zeroes in. There's one, a little tiny little old lady, and she's trying to, like avoid the fucking light. She's like hiding behind people and shit. And we're like, "Hmm, that sounds that looks kind of fishy. Maybe she's a Harkonnen." Right. I, I think uh, the old lady, I, we just get a zoom in on her. Yeah. I forget her name. It's like Mato Shop. It's like Shot Up or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Shout Shot, Out. Shadow Moses. Shadow Frappuccino. I think. <laughs> <laughs> she has her own inner monks. Everyone has to have one. Yeah. I must warn her. She and her son are in great danger. I try to always put it in parentheses when they're doing an inner monologue, but it only made it sometimes. <laughs> I just like that for the Lynch scene. I put in there, DL makes an appearance, and then at the end of the line, you wrote in there, David Lynch makes an appearance. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I was, I was, okay. So, uh, Paul's back in his room. He's tripping ball. He's a kid. He's experimenting. Again, another cool little Lynch device because he's got like this uh, square brick and he like pulls a rod out of it and then he's got this lineup of combos on his desk and like paper doilies like those cookie tins you get the butter cookie tins so he's got all this and I'm just like what are those Chico sticks combos what are those he's scanning them with his little device and then he places it back in I was like Lynch probably made that little thing and he takes one of those combos and he crunches it. That's how I knew it was a combo. Yeah. He crunched into it. But it, was, but it was laced with spice. Yes. The, the center was spice. Yes, of course. And he's just tripping. And pepperoni. He, like, he's a young boy. He's experimenting. Don't, I don't want to judge him. So he's just tripping balls in his well, room. Like we said. He puts on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and oh, just chills up. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> he's staring at a, a fucking black light poster of a, li- of a worm and just... All I'm thinking of is... Um, we, they, we Also, we didn't point out, he's constantly having visions of this, this Fremen woman, yes. too. Which they, they, they went way overboard in the new movie about that. This oh, is like, really? like occasionally. In the, mo- in the movie, the new movie, he's constantly having visions. Chia, I think her name Johnny. was? Johnny. Johnny. Ch- Ch- Chachi? Ch- no, Johnny. <laughs> and, so, and he's out... And it never really pays off. What's the deal with the second moon? He's constantly talking about the second moon. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, they you know, like, you and get he's seeing th- like fades just cackling. He's just seeing all this weird shit that's going to yeah. happen in the wa- future. Wa- a drip of water dropping right. a hand that looks <laughs> yes. like, uh, the one system of a down album. Cause it's like yellow. <laughs> it's a gangrenous hand or whatever. Jondrus, 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 Jondrus. Um, but it also reminds me, since we're using the visual of Pink Floyd, the Venture Brothers episode when Prof- uh, Dr. Venture teaches uh, Dean about prog rock. 
Yeah. And he sits him down in the chair, and Dean's like, I want to try this. You're not ready for that. <laughs> like, this is, this is what it reminded me of. So he takes the chew or uh, the, the, the spice in the form of a combo, yeah. and he's chomping it, and he's just like, oh, the spice. But we got to remember, he was going to be hit with this shit regardless because he's on the planet and as we talked about just right. it's in the air right you're at you're in a dingy little concert hall where weed's legal now so everybody's just blowing smoke you're gonna get right. secondhand high so he's like i might as well just dive in head first and it's so strong he can't even move he's just like standing there and right. fortunately for him it, it it heightens your uh your hearing or something i think it's supposed to heighten your senses yeah because we just hear a little weep <laughs> <laughs> A hunter seeker. Yeah, it's just like a giant syringe. <laughs> and he's this, like, "This is like straight out of original Star Trek." Right. Exactly. You're right. And he has another inner monologue. A hunter seeker. If I don't move, it can't zero in on me. It's got very weak. It's got Mr. Magoo vision. Apparently, it can't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This could have been. This could have been right in the octagon and fit in perfectly. <laughs> Why can't my victory be your victory? <laughs> there should have been mo- a moment where with Duncan where he said that. And he's just like, don't. He, I think it's mainly he's just tripping out. He's like, don't move, Paul. Don't move because he's going to freak out. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a hunter seeker. He, in fact, it probably doesn't even. In his mind, he thinks it's probably just something he's imagining. And he's just like, if I just grab it at the right moment. As yeah. soon as he's, the thing turns toward him, then the shut up Frappuccino is like, <laughs> hello, you know. You can't not. Doesn't have, he doesn't have, he's like, he's like, I had the do not disturb sign on my doorknob. Millie, come I am, here. And uh, so uh, the thing flies at, at Shadow. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I know. There's no hunter seekers in the house. <laughs> yes. The hunter seeker fly. Don't <laughs> take all right, so I think door busts open. He snatches the thing, and we're left with a little shot, shot, shot of chai. Shout out, shout out, Frappuccino. Shout out, Frappuccino. <laughs> and she's like, "Look, I just want to let you know there's a traitor in your midst. You saved a fremen. You saved those fremen today from the harvester. We're in your debt. I just want to let you know that you saved me too. We're doubling your debt, and us fremen, we're legit. We pay our debts. Right? They're like they're like uh, Lannisters." That's right. Then the alarm klaxons go off, and it's like whoop whoop whoop. And then the the crew found Harkonnen hiding inside one of the, the computer consoles. That's why the thing wasn't working because he tore all, tore all the innards out, and he was hiding in there. He was just hiding in there. He was making the sounds while they were pushing the buttons. He was going beep boop boop. <laughs> he was like, it, was like, it was like Star Trek. He was talking like Terry. All right, compute does not compute exactly. So, like, uh, they go, we found him. We found the last one. It's don't worry, guys. Thurfer's there. He's like, don't worry, everybody. Shields are working totally great now. We got the Wi-Fi code. That's right. They finally showed up three days late, but they showed up. They sent Marvin. He's their best guy. He got the Wi-Fi working. We got two gigs down, five gigs up. That's impossible to get. But when you full time, (laughs) anything's possible. Anything's possible. With Spice, anything's possible. That's right. So that night, Leto goes in to tuck Paul into bed, and he, he he's like, no, he's, he's already asleep. I don't want to wake him. Yeah, yeah he's, cut, he's thinking, should I go in and kiss my son on the cheek? No, no, he's a man now. And he should have, because right. he would have seen that Paul is, like, sweating <laughs> profusely, and right. that is not a side he's, effect he, of the spice. Yeah, okay. Well, well, how did, well, how did he get drugged? I don't remember. I don't know either. He just goes, <laughs> Father, I've been drugged. 
And I don't know. I I don't remember from the book either. I mean, he, uh, technically, he drugged himself. But he he whispers it, so he he ASMRs it, and we know that Duke Leto hates ASMR, so he ignores it. Goes back, he starts thinking, he's like, you know what, it's Jessica, she's why am I why am I married to this woman? She's the perfect fucking wife. Yeah. Why can't I just? Why do I gotta be such a bitch? Why do I gotta care about what people think about me? Why can't? Her marriage be my marriage? marriage. It just doesn't. I was trying to think. It sounds. It didn't work. Why can't my wife be? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that sounds like he's into swinging. Yeah. Well, maybe he is. And well, then, by while he's doing, he stumbles on the shut up frappuccino. She's like eh, on the ground. It's like it's like somebody clean this up. And he goes over, checks her out. Yeah. And then suddenly, Yui comes running around the corner and pins fucking Leto against the wall, and he's just like hush. Well, he no. What, what happens is. Leto gets shot with a dart. Oh, that's and he, right. And he's paralyzed. That's right. And then Dr. Huey comes up. He shot the dart. Yes. And then we're like. He shot the Leto. I don't. I, you know, we kind of ruined the surprise. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Dr. Huey is yeah. the traitor. And how do, how could it be him? The Imperial conditioning. So right. we're going to get some as- well, we, Asimov we, we, logic. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What we learned is the. Well, I think maybe we don't learn it from the movie, but I learned it from IMDb. We do learn it in the that, movie. That he. That the Harkonnens got around that. By kidnapping his wife. Yes. So that's why they controlled him. You know? Right. So his wife isn't dead. So he justifies it to himself because he what he's going to do here, he tells Leto, you're already dead. So why don't you go ahead? I'm going to go ahead and pulls out a little device from his chest piece, <laughs> and he fucking extracts a tooth out of him. tooth out. And then places in a poison tube. Yeah, he's got a fake tooth. He's yeah. Like, he's like, look, I still hate the Harkonnens. Here we go, Murray. It's finally going to happen. My victory can be your <laughs> victory. Yes. Perfect. Because what he wants them to do, he's like, the Baron wants to see you die. There's nothing that will please him more. So he's going to get right in your face, chomp down on the tooth, <laughs> and blow, blow the, the green, mist. The green mist. Right in his face. Do no, not. No, no, it was, it was, it was, I, I take that back. It was the red mist. Because the green mist will blind you, brother. Yeah. But the red mist will fuck you up. Yes. He said, don't Malachi Black this, you motherfucker. <laughs> right in the eyes. It's got to be in the eyes. In the eyeballs. So he, then he just leaves the Duke to this pond. Well, he, 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 his other olive branches... You do this for me, you, you're you going to get vengeance for me and my wife. And that's how, you know, uh, Yui was in on this because it was just like, I need to get my revenge. And I'll do you a solid. I'll get Jessica and I'll get right. Paul out of here. Right, because nothing personal. He's just in a bind, you know. He loves the fucking Duke, but his wife. You this know? is why the Duke isn't allowed to have wife, a uh, wife probably. Right. Because he'd be, you got the imperial, you know, conditioning. He's tur- Yui's turning on him, and then you could have Duke Leto turning on people. So that's why he can't have a wife. So out in space, time, uh, space has been folded, and it's unfolded, and the Harkonnen Armada is now attacking Arrakis. Yep. And they're all there, everybody. And fucking the shields. The, the, we were told the shields were up. They're yeah, not. They're the not. Shields are down. And we. And then I think Thurfer. He goes. He's like, "Well, get the weirding modules." And they're all like blown up. So they've been sabotaged. They're not going to be able to use the voice. Yes, because I remember that was one of the things that I. I don't remember if it's the Emperor or the Baron knew about the their their weirding device, and so he's like, "We got to." I don't like them playing around with weird science. <laughs> 
You know, so that was like a big target of theirs too. They knew about it and they were trying to stop it. As Absolute well. chaos. Pugs are everywhere. Pugs, pugs are just are, running everywhere. Oh yeah, no pugs are harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> this is my favorite scene in the movie. We get a nice shot of Patrick Stewart holding a gun and a pug going to battle, running into battle with a pug under his arm. I loved it. So we go Battle from punk. one of the most beautiful moments in the movie to one of the most gro- another <laughs> grotesque moment because right. the Baron has arrived on uh, the station here, yeah. and uh, he's got Jessica in bondage. And she's been drugged, too. And apparently he's not. And, of course, she's got a gag in her mouth because they want to make sure she can't use the voice. Right. And he, whatever Baron's sexual preference are, is <laughs> apparently not women. Well, no, but- he says... Let me show you what I do to every sandwich that comes off the assembly line. <laughs> and then he just hocks a loogie right out of Jessica's face. Oh, that was so gross. And the fact he was so gleeful over it. He's like, I've been waiting so long. I'm going to treat your face like a sandwich. And he just fucking loogs all over her. And then uh, Piter even comes over and is like rubbing his hands in yeah. it and squishing it all over <laughs> her face in a minute Yeah, because we can see that he's always wanted to fuck Jessica. I don't know what their relationship is, but he's creeping on her, and Fade's there. He's just kicking Leto's body. Yeah, yeah. Fade is. Uh, I I don't know if they're in the same room or whatever, but yeah, he's fucking up with Leto, and he's just like, "I wish you were Paul." In that weird, evil, cackly sting voice that he had. So Piter goes up because he's got to rub it in. He's like, "I bet you you didn't know this, but your buddy Yui, he's a traitor, and I'm gonna fuck you now." But maybe why not? Maybe it'll be better if we just... Because well, this is how they get around it, and I think they do it in the new movie, too. So they won't get in trouble with the Emperor. They're like, if we just... Because I think the Emperor like allowed him to kill Leto, but he was like, don't fuck with them. So like, if we just put him out in the desert, it ain't our fault. The desert killed him. We didn't yes, kill them. Yes, exactly. So, so we're going to do that. They were trying to just kind of force the death on them. Why can't my death be your death? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and this is where we get the totally... Dis- Duncan was this wasted character. Because but he- I love this moment. <laughs> I love this moment. He's got his shield up. Well, yeah, he kills one dude, yeah. sees five other people coming down the hallway, and he's like, motherfuckers, I mean, I'm not fucking around here. Turns on his shield, and I'm waiting for, like, lasers to be right. bouncing off. And he just hauls his ass, throws himself, look like an AEW match. Everyone's, <laughs> like, putting their arms up to catch him and everything. He fucking plows over 15 dudes, but then there's one guy in the back with a little dark gun, mm. and then it. Oh, hits I, the shield. I thought he had like a wine corkscrew. Wine corkscrew. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Either um, way, it goes right through the skull of our boy Duncan. And we just sit on him like with that <laughs> awful blurred shield effect and blood pouring out of his forehead. Rough, rough end for Duncan. So Jessica and Paul were thrown on a ship. Like you said, the plan is just let him die out in the desert. It's we, nobody. The desert killed him. We didn't kill them. Yep. So we're left with just two giggly pilots. This is where I noticed like the weird shit they had written on their head and everything. Okay. And uh, Jess notices that there's this, there's a couple still suits in this. Well, uh, Yui's little still diamond yeah. is like all over the place. She's <laughs> like, ah, oh, Yui, he did this for us. I. He didn't really betray us yet. He kind of did. Yeah, he kind of he kind of did. And so, uh, Paul, you know, they, the the Harkonnens are sex creeps. We know yeah, that the co-pilot is right. a sex creep, right. and he's been getting his tush uh, pinched by you know the Baron for so long. He's like, I'm going to squeeze the tush for myself here. Right. He's like, Hey, why can't we fuck some of these people? So he goes back to Jessica, and then Paul obviously doesn't want to see his mom get raped in front of him. 
So he tries to use the voice. Yep. But it's a little weak. And of course, you get a nice inner monologue of Jessica. <gasps> the voice. He tried to use the voice. It was so close. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, everybody. And then just as he grabs the mom's cakes, that was enough for Paul to give him the impetus to just use the voice. And yep. he's like, don't touch her. And the guy's like, I won't touch her. And then he's like, take off her gag. And she takes, he takes the gag off. And then Jessica takes over. Yeah, and she, she just says, it would be a real... She turns into, like, a southern mistress. Oh, it'd be a real shame if you boys fought over a girl like me. And the guy just walks over, stabs his body. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like... And well, he, and, he, and he also says, she says, like, cut my bonds. So, he, so they're both free now. Yep. And then... Uh, Paul kicks the guy in the face. Right. Takes him out. Takes control of the ship. Yep. It, it only takes him a minute. There's like five different levers. He's like holding uh, levers on both sides I know, of the I ship. I loved it. It was so weird. It was like, it was. It made no sense, but I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was like some kind of Rube Goldberg type thing. It was like cranking shit. He's like blowing into a horn. It's just crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they clipped like the side of a mountain or something, and they were like... They did. So they, the, the ship is like damaged. Yeah. And so they can't really fly it that far, but right. obviously they got to get far enough away to hide and everything. So but. we're back at the palace, and uh, the Baron's got Duke Leto laid out. He's yep. gloating over him. He's dripping oils and balsamic. Balsamic vinegar, just spittling lettuce, just and that awful, gross lettuce, <laughs> mostly brown and just chunks, some glass in there. And he's just like, I know you got that ring. I want that ring. Yeah, he's he's fingering up his body and everything and working up his neck, down his left arm. Gave a right cavity arm. search, like you didn't put up your ass. Where is it? Yep, and he finally comes down to that hand and he's just like holding it up and he's like, where is it? And then he's like, I'll tell you, come closer. And he gets a little closer. He, he, he like Leto at this time. He's still trying to kind of come to together. He's yeah, because his yeah his vision is going in and out. It's blurred because he's fucking dying. Yeah, and fucking uh, he's like, "Oh, tell me where that ring is." Puts his ear up right next to Leto's mouth, and then crunch spits. But like Malachi Black, he misses. Yep. But he hits. He hits Peter. 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 Yeah. Piter takes a big face full of it, and he yeah. sells it like a champ. He's like, ah! Piter, well, those fluttering fucking eyebrows and everything, the insane, right. oh my God. You think that would protect your eyes, the giant eyebrows, but no, <laughs> it, it absorbed it. You, yeah, exactly. It kept it right on his face, and it was just like this mist of awful. Right. And then fucking Leto's face starts burning away. He's fucked up, too. Yeah, and then we get a nice cut back to Jessica and, and Paul, and Jessica's just like, your father's dead. I know. And just as they do that, they crash land. They're like, we're losing altitude. So Paul, he, he crashes, and they put on their suits, and they're like, I guess we got to check out Planet Doom. All right. We're headed into the second <laughs> half, and this is where it's just. Yeah, this is where I took the break. Yeah. This is where I piters out. <laughs> Ooh, I, think I, I hear a little Velcro on that one. So uh, Paul, they're, they're like, there's that big rock formation. We got to make it to that. That looks like something's going on there. <laughs> There's nothing but sand and rock, so let's go to that rock. I mean, really? You're trapped between the sand and a hard place? No. Okay. And so Paul has one of his visions, spaces out again, and we learn that Spice controls the universe, and he, he learns like the plan, the emperor was behind the plan, and they will call me Muad'Dib, and he's just getting all this, he's getting, he's getting totally exposition dumped. Yeah. 
And, like, he had passed out, so he's, like, wakes up and starts telling Jessica all about his dream, all about how he's going to be more deep. Right, he explains, like, I've been having these dreams, now I'm having waking dreams. It's creeping me out. Yeah, that's right, it was a waking dream. And then he's like, you wanted me to take the spice, you knew it was going to change me, it was going to make me, it was going to make me amazing, like, I felt so good. Did you ever watch Pink Floyd while, uh, or listen to Pink Floyd while watching Dark Side of the Moon? Or watching Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, excuse yeah. me. It's amazing. And his mom's just like, oh my God, you're a first timer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm into Hawkwind. I'm into that hard prog shit, son. And then he lays one on her to get back. He's like, you have my unborn sister in your womb. That's kind of a weird thing to say to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but well, another reason why you don't want to see your mom get raped by uh, Harkonnen. And uh, of course, we we get a nice little inner monologue for for uh, Peter here, Va- or, for Peter, Paul. Paul, Father, I will destroy the Emperor and the Baron. All right, so now they're tra- traveling on land, and of course, they know about the, like their footprints. Yeah. They're like, we got to have erratic foot patterns right. said, or something. He said, "Walk like a white man without rhythm." Oh, okay, of course. Right. That's why there are no black people on Arrakis. Too uh, much rhythm. <laughs> they got eaten by the worms. <laughs> and, and so, and yeah, Jason Momoa is there. Yeah. Well, he's 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 Hawaiian, and so uh, he, he had a thumper too. Doctor Yui made sure he covered all his bases. The thumper is a distraction for worms. Yes, so you put it in the ground, thumps obviously perfect rhythm, perfect time. My God, you just got to watch some Steven Seagal movies to get the fucking perfect. Yeah. And un-rhythm. worms, they love EMD, like they love the fucking bass. That makes sense. Right, that makes perfect sense. So they 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 start. Just walking like normal white people, totally off rhythm. You know, worms. I want to get into the ur- urban myth around Detroit because, of course, we're the EDM capital of the world. And the, they say that's because there were tremor worms in Detroit. Yeah, we all know that. And the we, main Rouge took care of them. Yeah, and then we started using all the EDM to keep them at bay. And that's right, that's yeah. why we don't have EDM, or, uh, worm right, attacks you, anymore. Yeah, there's so many. I remember that was rough. <laughs> For a while there, it was rough. So they just for some reason the beat like the, the worms heard this this beat before so it's not impressed. <laughs> no, they're like waiting for the beat to drop and it's not happening. Right. So they get upset. So like fuck these guys, we're gonna get them. So they're running tr- frantically for this rock formation for some reason. Well, I guess it's because Paul knows everything, so he's like this. This is the rock, perfect rock formation. Yeah. And they just barely have the fucking skin of their teeth, they make it. Yeah, so it's like the worm kind of just goes right by them, and its mouth is all open, and he smells yeah. it. And he's like, the, the spice. Why do I smell so much of the spice? And then it, some you, sick beats start coming off in the fucking horizon. Oh, yeah, you know that. Oh, uh, they got, they got, <laughs> uh, do I have an EDM guy in my head? I don't know any. So. Skrillex. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay. I, I'm pretty sure he's one. Yeah. <laughs> was it Daft Punk? Was that their thing, or was it something else? I don't uh, know. No, I, I think I don't know what they were. I'm just old. I think yeah, they're called electronic. Okay. I don't think they do full on EDM. It's, it's all the same to me. <laughs> so I'm old. So did you see the Kid Rock video yet? I've heard about it. I was like, I'm not going to watch that, dude. We're watching it tonight. Oh, we God. watched Donkey Dong, Donkey Dong, <laughs> like 85 times. That's what Third Thumper was playing. Yeah, and the worm is like, that's a sick beat. So he just goes <laughs> over there. And they're safe. But then the, the rock formation starts crumbling apart. Paul does this amazing fall. He should be dead, but he survives. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, when the second Thumper goes off, he's like, we're not alone. 
So they end up, yeah, in some cavern system and everything, and we're real close up on on Jessica and Paul, and then suddenly Freeman arrive. Right. And, we, and they, they don't know if they're friend or foe, so they're kind of hostile at first. And we meet uh, Stilgar, I think was his name. He's the leader of the Fremen. Yeah, this was Ed. Yeah. Big Ed. And he's like, uh, I guess he doesn't. He, they're ready to like, kill these guys because I guess they don't. They don't know. He doesn't. He's, he hasn't heard about Paul yet. Right. So this th- is again where we're going fast forward on this movie. Right. <laughs> there's, there's a skirmish. Jessica gets the upper hand on him and gets a knife to his throat. Yeah. So he's like, "Wow, this, this bitch is pretty pretty badass." Right. Man. So maybe this is what I was remembering too. Like there being more friction with Jess, but I don't I don't remember too well. And Jess is like, "Look, you guys save us. I'll teach you." All my tricks. I'll teach you about the voice, the weirding voice. Yeah, your water will mingle with our water. That's because that's the most important thing. On on the that's the that that's like the most like trustworthy thing you could say to a Fremen. I'll I'll exchange my I'll swap spits with you. Yeah, I maybe the Freeman think that's a fuck thing though. Could be. I mean, who knows the lifetime? We're gonna exchange fluids. I mean, it right, sounds sexual yeah. to me. And then Paul. Notice out of the corner of his eye, Chani, the woman he's been thinking about for like the past like six months, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's a woman from my dreams." Yeah. So we're moving again, very fast. Right. The Fremen are just like fucking Paul. You're Usul. You're Usul now. <laughs> well, you, this is the thing. The we saw the Fremen were like street people. They're like, so you get your street, you got your government name, you have your street name. They they had a put on. You know, where they took him into the alley and fought him. Right. To he, see he, got, he got jumped in. Yeah, he got jumped in or put on. Yeah. And then after he, he survived it, you know, it's not like he won the fight, but it's like he still kept fighting. So they're like, right. you got spunk to you, kid. We're going we're gonna to exchange fluids later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he's like, your government name is Paul Atreides, but for us, you're Usul. Yeah. And then Paul goes, fuck that. <laughs> Not cool enough because Paul's always this is he's always wanted he's like the guy who gives himself his own nickname. Well, yeah, he's he's been trying to rap underground. It was Paulie year. Badass was originally it? But yeah, it, he's been rapping underground for years. So he's just like, no, this is my chance to get my name out there. It, like this is the first big platform I've ever had. I'm a I'm a SoundCloud rapper now, y'all. He's basically Kanye because he wants to name himself God. Basically, yes, he's like he's like. He, Muabdib is basically the Yeezy of uh, Arrakis. Yeah, it's like he didn't understand what uh, Muabdib meant, and, but then he dubbed himself that, and everyone's just like, motherfucker, you know what you just said? It's like, uh, yeah, I do. He's totally bluffing. But they're just like, oh, shit. This kid's got balls. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and like, then, like, Jess, you're going to be Sayadina. Sardines? Sardinia. Of course. She loves sardines on her sandwich. And she's so like, whatever. Sense. I'm a grown woman. I don't care about fucking <laughs> I don't need nicknames. rap names, so whatever. I'm so, not going to learn the handshakes either. They lead them underground, and we see that there's these caches of fucking water everywhere underground. Excuse me. Did you recognize this set? I did not. Think Total Recall. Oh, okay. That's the Total was... Recall, and when they fucking go under the ancient alien technology. Yeah. Total Recall is not Mars. It's Ericus. It's Dune. I love how you do the Bruce Dickinson pronunciation of that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's water, water everywhere. And they're like, hey, this is how we survive, man. And they're everywhere. They're all over the world. Yeah. And only, of course, the select few, the inner circle of the Fremen know where any of them are at. And we have enough of this water. We're going to change the face of Arrakis. Just like Total Recall. Because he's like, he's like, Paul, there's millions of us under here, baby. This thing, this isn't. 
adjusted for inflation even more. Yeah, that hot track is gonna ha- you're gonna have so many fans soon. They're gonna love your your goddamn EDM singles. So cut to the Baron. Baron's back on his planet. He's got I, apparently Doctor Pimple Popper told him steam is good for to clear your skin up. So of course, he, yes. He's steaming himself. Yes, join himself. Rabin shows up. They got the fucking they got the fucking roast beef. Literally, it's just a rotting cow. Yeah. Hung up. There's a midget carving. It. They even put like a, a thing over its eyes so it couldn't see. But yeah, Robin <laughs> just walks up and takes a chunk out of its face. Right, and he's just chowing down on it. And fucking Baron's loving. He's like, "We got fucking Arrakis back, baby. We're back in the game. Yeah, we're we're almost there." But Robin, I need you to get down there. I need you to squeeze. And I, the wordplay is disgusting. <laughs> I need you to squeeze the spice out of Arrakis. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you're my number one, Robin. Of course, he loves Fade because Fade's beautiful. Well, Fade is. Oh, yeah. He's got know, perfect skin. Right. And he's like, but you will take care of it. You are my beast. You will do it. And he's like, he's got fucking beef and blood and shit on his face. Like, I'll do it. You know he's a fuck up. So you're like, <laughs> what are you fishing at here, Baron? You just want to keep Fade a little closer to you? And Fade, of course, he's in his own like little def- defecation tank. <laughs> right. And so futuristic defecation. Yeah, of course, futuristic. So he steps out of it, and he's just like fanning himself and everything. He's just he's he's wearing like basically a jock strap, a futuristic jock strap, totally pecked jelly to the gills, looking beautiful, shining, glistening, looking great. Joe Coleman would love the tan, love the tan, and and now he's what Joe Coleman does. Baron Conan loves it, and he's like mm-hmm, licking his lips, like, "Oh, you're the real prize fit. Yeah. I'm gonna have Robin take care of some shit, but you're the guy who's really gonna be running it. I'll send you lovely fade when the planet has been crushed." <laughs> Cut to Jessica. All right, the fast forward. Apparently, super, super fast forward. Every We're every group of people has their own Benny Gesserit because the Fremen have theirs, and she's dying. She's old. She's old, used mm. up. And so they're going to replace her with Jessica. Okay. But she's got to drink the water of life. Of but course. she's pregnant. And we know, much like the COVID vaccine, you cannot give a pregnant woman the water of life. But they're going to go for it. They're like, hey, what do we got to lose? Well, she doesn't, she doesn't speak up about the fact that she's pregnant. She keeps right. that hidden. So, right. you know. And then we get a really gross scene of the fetus in the womb. It's all bloody. It's very, very lynch. Very lynch. And, of course, it's like explaining that... Uh, as the old Bessie Jenner dies, you know, uh, she There's like a Vulcan the... mind meld happens. Yeah. Where all her knowledge goes into the fetus. Yeah. And so Maybe they share it. Maybe Jessica and her get it. Because they're both like, they're, they're one being, basically. Yeah. So time. Alia learns all, all of uh, Jessica's knowledge and everything. Right. And she's so a creepy-ass baby. The baby's talking. Creepy Out of the womb. Yeah. So she's you know why? maybe. Huh? She's got red hair. She does. You see it later on. Yeah. No, I, I, I know. And so we're like, oh, this this is after we cut. So we learned that Alia is going to, you know, have all these powers. This is this great scene. Next. This is very straight out of David Lynch's mind. I can't believe this was in the fucking book. We got back to the Baron. We got Thurfer. Th- th- can't believe it's in the book. You mean can't imagine it was actually yeah, in the book? I yeah. Could, yeah. I could imagine it would be in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Thurfer, he's like in some weird S and M contraption. He's got a heart plug now. Yeah, he because he ain't gonna break. He loves the fucking Atreides. Now let's let's remind everybody because there's been too many names. Thurfer was the Atreides. Mentat, of... I think they're called. Mentos. Mentat. Mentat. Yeah, it's the better off yeah. brand. He, he was the teacher of Paul. Yeah, you know, and so he's got the giant eyebrows. Giant eyebrows. Yeah, 
And <laughs> so they, he, uh, Baron explains to him, I've poisoned you, but I have the antidote. All you have to do, and like, was it Robin who was holding it? Who? Oh no, it was Fade. Fade, Fade was bringing Fade's it. Fade's got a little box with a cat. With it a, is a hauled up fish tank <laughs> with a grow light on top, with like a hairless cat. Wasn't a hairless with cat? a hairless cat and a harness and with a, a rat strapped to the cat and a rat strapped to the cat. The rat had no purpose because we learned the antidote. I didn't know you could do this. You can milk a cat because he's like the antidote is cat milk. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is totally out of David Lynch's mind. I think we need this scene. That's a good Lynch. And so, and then we just cut away. It was like oh, we just needed some weirdness, oh. which I loved. It was fucking great. I will tell you this, Griff. That is not in the 2021 version. I, no. <laughs> I would never imagine that would be in there. So, Paul, of course, he's been falling in love with Ch- Ch- Chani. They're fucking now on the rag. They they find like a nice quiet corner in the caves to bang each other. And I was like, what, do you just poke your dick out of the, the still suit? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I because know. I I don't know. I feel like they 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 address like the water, and it's really not that big of a deal. They just have wa- like an abundance of water. Uh, I feel like it was a little bit more um uh, harder to come by in the book. But yeah, so they're they're just going around fucking each other. So, but now. Paul is the biggest SoundCloud rapper in the fucking planet. Of course. So he's he's going to give his speech to his adoring fans. So they get all the Fremen together in this fucking huge auditorium. Paul's given this most inspiring speech. He's like, we're cutting the Harkonnens off. We're taking over this motherfucker. Yeah. We're taking over the universe. Yeah. Because the spice is the life. Right. And we're not even going to offer them the secret remedy to get somebody weaned off spice. Chocolate right. bars and coffee. <laughs> right. A little bit of orange juice. A little bit of orange you juice. You can't find orange juice in Arrakis, though. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's too wet. It's dry? You, you, you're gonna, well, yeah. Well, the orange juice is too wet. You can't grow oh. orange trees in a desert. We've learned that. <laughs> so now he decided, him and Jessica, we're going to train the friends. We need an edge. We're going to train them in the weirding boys. Well, again, this was part of the fluid exchange. Was yes. that you're, you're going to help us be cooler Fremen people like you, and we're going to teach you uh, the ways of the chant- chantra, chantra uh, chanchi. What was the magic? It was the the weirding. Oh, the we- weirding, yeah. yeah. The weirding word. So they have a giant obelisk made of... He's like, you see that? That's made of adamantium. That's yeah. the hardest substance known to man. Everyone knows that. And so... He's like, Fred, fucking take care of it. Get that, get that fucking torch, industrial he, torch. Cut it. He's he's laughing about it. He's just yeah. like, what do you want me to do? Yell at it? And he's like, yeah, I want you to yell at it. So Fred yells at it, and nothing happens. And the Fremen are kind of laughing. It's a jovial little moment here. And then Paul squares up, and he hits it with a good old Chargy! I actually think because he's the, the mob deep, he actually said Fonzie! Because Fonzie's cooler than Chachi. Oh. We learned that, yeah, because the weirding word is basically like a mantra. Everyone has their own word, mm-hmm. but they're all Happy Days characters for some reason. The, uh, Lynch being Lynch again. Yeah. It's just that well, he's from, he he's, Is he from Milwaukee? Maybe, maybe I that's don't, it. I don't think he was from that far up north. I, I feel like he was in the Dust Bowl kind of area. Anyway, he loved Happy Days. Who doesn't? Well, yeah, fuck if, yeah. I mean, you got to go listen to our Christmas episode well, on half Tip the, and Tap on Happy Days half, last year. Oh, yeah. That was a great episode. It was a great episode. We might do another Christmas episode, right? Tippy yeah, Tap? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're working on it. Um, well, think about all of his movies that take place in like a 50s type era. Yeah. He's just obsessed with that era, and it's yeah, because it, of Happy Days. Yeah. It's a big part of it. It all makes sense. So, yeah, he goes, Hansi! 
and then blows this fucking thing in a million pieces. And they're like, Mua, fucking Stilgar, Muad'Dib. That yeah. was pretty sweet. So now we're, we're training. The Fremen are working. He's got his own elite squad. They put, like, was it supposed to be blood that they put on their uniforms? Because he had this red notice. shit. Yeah, I didn't notice that. You didn't see that? Mm-hmm. Stilgar, like, put, like, he put his hand in some red shit and, like, he, so that was, like, his elite guard. Like, he oh, had a dozen yeah. guys. Because he was, he was Paul's right-hand man. Right. Okay. And so, you know, they're, they're just fucking growing up. They're, he's, you know, he's taught them their way, and now it's time for Paul. If he's going to be the Muad'Dib, he's got to learn how to tame a worm. you got to conquer the worm. Yeah. And so Paul's like, I'm up for it. I'm the Muad'Dib. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, we're moving super fast forward <laughs> at this part of the movie. Yeah. And so he, they summon a worm with a thumper because it's like the sickest beat you ever heard, people. The well, yeah, worms, it's Paul's recent track. Right. Now that he's mastered like he dropped it I mean, at fucking midnight. All right. No, everyone's expecting it to be like later in the day. Midnight. Midnight drops it, mm. and the worms like holy shit. Nobody drops a fucking a fucking album at midnight. Yeah. What Beyonce does that shit? Oh yeah. And they just they're drawn to it, and then Paul. What do you have like a like a worm can opener? What the fuck was that? He like op- it just had to be something gross because that's this Lynch's thing. Because why to why like he, put it in the back? Yeah, like he sticks the fucking thing in a, a crevice of the worm. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even notice. And that then either. he opens it, so it's all gooey and shit. Oh, like it, it like it had a carapace or something. Yeah. He has to get under it into a flesh to yeah yeah. I and know. then I guess that that I don't know if it hurt or turned the worm on because the worm. The worm rolls, so he like he's hanging on it. Oh yeah, yeah. So and, the worm turned. Yeah, the worm turned as the worm turns, and he's on now. He's on top of it, and then he's like, oh, "I got to ride this motherfucker. I got to hang ten. Yeah, I got to hang ten. Pulls out his little jump that rope. Is what it, lo- it like? The, he does throw his hand back too. Yeah, he does. Well, they also they're playing Dick Dale in the background too. It's a little on the note. So he's got like little grappling hooks on his his jump rope. He puts them in. There's two holes. I guess the ear holes. Oh, it's got to be ear holes. They're hearing the beats. So he puts, I thought they just felt it in the in the ground. I don't know. You what, know, like a snake. I don't know. They have. I don't know where. I don't know what these holes are for, Griff. I don't know. I'm trying to assume it's I think something. It's ear holes. Not, okay. Uh, I think they just feel it in the ground. Well, what are these holes for? Are they blowholes? Are they blowholes? Are they whales? Sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's controlling. He's he's like controlling it, and fucking everyone's like. Hey man, he's controlling this worm. They jump on. They're having a fucking. It's like a fucking conga line. A yeah. fucking fremen. So now we're doing some time jumping, I believe, at this point because yes. suddenly, like, we're in... yeah. There's like two years of just war where they're like sabotaging harvesters. Yes. Yeah. Robin's fucking pissing himself because you know he's like he thought he could get everything under control. And he's like, holy shit, my uncle's going to beat my ass. You know, he's crushing oh, Ra- people's... Raven. Yeah, Raven. Yeah. Raven. Yeah. He's crushing people's heads because they're pissing him off. We learn Aaliyah has grown to like be a 10-year-old in two years. Yeah. She's growing very fast. And she's getting creepier as the days go oh by. Oh, my God. Is she ever? Paul and Chani, they're very much in love. I think they have a couple kids. I think in the book they do, but they don't in the movie. There was they had some kids Did at they? one point in the movie. Okay. And they know, they were also that. like five and six. So <laughs> something about Arrakis. I think they, yeah, they clearly said two years, so I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's obvious. You can tell the growth by Paul's or Pat's hair. Right. Patrick Stewart. Right. Is. Because he just stumbles on Gurney. Like it was like, Hey, Gurney, is that you? Gurney was fighting on behalf of the Emperor. Oh, okay. 
And I don't understand why he'd be fighting on behalf of the well, emperor. Well, it was kind of like he lost his family, needed a job. You know? Right. So. And he probably, well. He probably he, had a plan. Like, I'm going to get close to the Arconans and I'm going to kill them. And Arconans. of course, this is like one of those things where the spice runs everything in the universe. So he probably feels like he can justify it to himself. Like, we need the spice to be running. These Fremen are just crazy right. people. So he doesn't see himself siding with, like, evil Harkonnens. He sees himself working for the better, best for the whole empire and everything. He's very pragmatic. So all these wars are happening. We got everybody on oh, two opposing forces. Two years have passed. And then they're, they're on the front lines. Big storm clouds. So they're, like, right up on each other. They're using guns again. They're not yeah. using the shields anymore because yeah. I guess the Freemen don't have it. So they can use lasers. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that um, Gurney isn't wearing... You know, the usual suit that they wear. Because they usually wear, like, the hazmat suit. I thought he was wearing a still suit. I don't even remember him wearing a still suit. I don't know. But he, I, I thought he was wearing, like, that military drab that he was Whatever, wearing earlier. Whatever, doesn't matter. But they, they see each other, and he's just like, Motherfucker, Paul, I recognize that hair anywhere. Right. And he's like, "How do you, what do you think about mine? I've been growing it out. Fucking f- tosses it and to And Paul's the like... Good, fucking rocket. Good, Kearney. Jesus Christ. Hold, still holding that pug. <laughs> They're inseparable. He had like a special harness, yeah, like kind of like, like Chuck Norris's uh, gun holsters from uh, um, our favorite with Rostov. Uh, Amazing, you say? Yeah, he had yeah. two holsters on his side <laughs> for pugs. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking Gurney's like. He's like, what are you doing here, Gurney? Well, I'm fucking on your side now, motherfucker. They fucking do they do the handshake that Stigal did with his fucking cellmate. Yeah. He's like, I've been noticing that there's this weird beat in the sand. And he's like, that's my new track. Like, you did that? <laughs> I love that song. And I hate EDM. All right. All Cut right. to the emperor. He's getting reamed by the navigator's like inter- like intermediaries. Yeah. The navigator doesn't just show up. It's just the trash lodge, uh, right. you know, security and they're like, people. Get this spice shit under control or you're going to fucking die, motherfucker. And the emperor's just sweating. He's like, oh, okay. So now, the Emperor, he's sending the the the, the Sardar, Sardarkers, 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 his elite fleet of soldiers. He's like, I got to shut this shit down. I don't want to lose my jobs, the Emperor. Right, and I don't remember who's been telling him if it was his Benny Gesserit or if it was uh, the, the, the Navigator crew, but someone's like, Paul's still alive. And he's like, what the, f- Paul's still alive? You got to be kidding me. He's like, no, he's still alive. And you know what? Things are about to get worse because he's going to drink the water of life. And everybody's like, excuse me? If he survives that. No man's ever survived. Like they say that a million times. No literally man's ever survived that. Even when uh, Jessica takes the water to life, the first thing she <laughs> thinks is no man has ever survived. But he's not any ordinary man. He's the Muad'Dib. Yep. He's the Quiznos, Dukes of Hazarod. And so just like a little reverb effect of you know the Benny Gesserit, Harold, or whatever her name was, just saying like, no man has ever survived. Survived. We cut to Paul, who wakes up, cold sweat, and he's just like, fuck, I gotta take the water of life. <laughs> right now. And Chani's covering herself up. She's like, what are you talking about? We can't do this. No, no. babe, babe, I gotta do it. Take me to the desert, tie me up, hold me to the ground, and feed me the water. Just let me lay there. And she does it. I mean, this is like a... I, I wonder if he did like an ayahuasca trip, Frank Herbert, that is, because it's like, why did they tie him up in the middle of the... In the desert to I do this, he wouldn't hurt himself. Like know. Jessica did it just in the cave, and they're but like, "No, she is you a got- woman. This is a man. It's different." Okay, but he's not any ordinary man. He's the fucking Gwiznos, Dukes of Ezerod. <laughs> so he fucking it works. 
Whatever it does to him, it changes him. Yeah, he drifts into a dream, and he's seeing, like, worms, and they're all, like, approaching him, but now it's light out. I don't and think then... that's even a dream. I think that's real. I think the worms actually... The come. worms actually did, but he's seeing it in his dream world, so you, like, have this dark filter effect, and the worms are all coming up, and they're just grooving to his beat, and they're just <laughs> loving it. It's Undulating. Yeah. It's like... And but every woman who's a Benny Gesserit starts bleeding from their eyes. Yes. Even Alia, the little girl. Yes. And she goes up to her mom and they're just bleeding all over the place. <laughs> Look like poor old Stewart after he got punched in the face by LeBron and the other day. Is, is yeah. Isaiah Stewart or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, they're they're uh they're wearing the crimson mask. Yes. And they're like holding each other and they're just like, Paul drank the water. And they're like, I know. Why do you think we don't know? <laughs> We're Benny Gesserits. We both know this right. shit. And Paul's released, he gets up. And Paul, and he, Paul even had a little. He he yeah, bled thought, one ear or one ear, one one little tear. blood drop. Yeah, yeah, tear. And he's like, "I have the sickest beats in the universe." And the fucking worms are all around the beat, and they're not in their heads. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> and the spice, I control all, and we're gonna fucking tell the emperor what's what. I don't remember thinking this reading the book. It's like, wow, you have a real superiority complex <laughs> going on here. Well, they said, uh, of course, I'm going by IMDb again. That it was. Frank Herbert was writing about the dangers of someone like thinking he's the he's the chosen one. Okay, so it wasn't really, because I think all I I asked my mom read the the original trilogy. She never read the other ones. Apparently, in the third one, he becomes a worm. I have no idea. So he, I think he does become kind of like a dictator. Like he gets corrupted by all Interesting. this shit. But, I definitely want to continue know. the books if that's kind of where it's going. Because so, I thought I thought Alio was more more I, the I focus. Have no idea. But uh, so uh, Paul's telling us people, Imperger is going to come to us, motherfucker. He needs this spice, and we're going to show him what's what. So the end, and lo and behold, we cut to, we're, we're in the, the last stretch. Imperger touches down, and we have, uh, and he's like in the throne room in where, wherever that palace is. Yep. And it just so happens, like the day of the perfect storm. Perfect. He just put out his new track, uh, Dune Storm. <laughs> Which is just, oh, my God. Blowing up. Oh, it's just going nuts. It, it's so powerful. It creates this horrible sandstorm and everything. Right. And it's it's uh, fucking with the shields, I think, isn't it? I don't remember. No, no, no. With what, the, shields. The, the atomics are used on the shields. The atomics are it's used fucking on the shields. With, no, it's fucking with the spaceship, so they can't use the, the ships to shoot up the Freeman. So it's going to be a battle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hand, hand. Yeah. They're like, we can't fucking fly. It's too fucking sandy out there. And like the Emperor's like, oh, fuck. Because like, he only thought there were a couple hundred. There's like fucking millions of fucking Fremen out there with worms. Everyone's riding worms. Yeah, but we got we have like a little dialogue in, inside uh, the Emperor's ship. And he's just like, where is that fat fuck Baron? Get him in here. And he starts reprimanding him. And like as soon as the Baron floats in, he sees that he's got a, a Robert the Beast face <laughs> j- or uh, head yeah, just yeah. sitting there. He's like, what, what did you do to my beautiful boy, my nephew? He's like, well, you failed. He's like, I didn't fail. Everybody else failed. I did a pretty okay job. I didn't ask you to help me. He's like, your failure demanded my uh, intervening. And as, while he's getting reamed out, a creepy little girl walks in. And every it's, it, I do like how this worked out because they're just like doing a double take. They're like, what the what's this fucking little girl? And Heron, Harold. Helen. Helen, she immediately notices, and she curls her upper lip and hisses at her Shows with those her fucking grill. jaws. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how Betty Jesuit throwing yeah, shade. Get this child out of here! And then she's 
fucking Alia's talking with his creepy voice. He's the Moatib. He's going to destroy you. Yeah, because she tries to throw some of her, like, mind lasers at uh, Alia. And Alia's just like, bitch, do you know who I rock with? I roll with Paul. I roll with Paul. Paul Moadib. You, Paul heard, Moadib. you heard his tracks? They're sick. It's They're fuck. so sick. And she, she was just like, fuck, I love that track. Got Paul Moadib tattooed on my side. And she's like, well, you're Sanskrit. lucky because he's doing a concert tonight right fucking now. He's right out the door, bitches. Tell everybody here who I am. Say my name. Say my <laughs> And she she utters it out for everybody. This is Alia Moadib. <laughs> Paul's unborn sister who's born now. <laughs> <laughs> the unborn born sister. <laughs> Emperor's like, holy shit, we gotta get out of here. Then they, he runs this like some kind of contraption. It's like I this is funny, if this is true. The guy who play you probably know this, on Sanford's son, one of Fred Sanford's friends, Bubba, he's in this movie as one of like the fucking guys on this contraption. Oh, not, oh that's right, because it was like it was like one of those motorcycle arcade games where it's yeah. like it had that bike seat. They all <laughs> sat on it, and then they had a periscope they looked into, and they showed you what the periscope was showing. Right. And it's just yellow vertical or horizontal lasers, and they're looking at that, and they're shooting out, and we just got like a bunch of yeah. bullshit happening. Now. Yeah, the lasers just have no bullshit. effect on the worms; they're just shrugging it off. Yeah, and then we get we get cuts of like the battle happening. Paul's riding a worm. They're all using their fucking weird boxes to shoot yeah. people. Joni, Tachi, Patsy. They get them all. Ralph, Mouth, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. C. They get it all. Joni Pescadero. <laughs> Pescadero. Pesca- uh, G- oh, Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky Tuscadero. All right. And then uh, in, in, mixed in with all the combat happening outside, Aaliyah is still just... Sitting in the Baron, uh, not right. the Baron, the Emperor's like throne room, right. and the, the Baron's still there with her. And so the Baron's like, "Wait till my brother gets in here." And the Baron's like, "Well, I'm not gonna wait that long. I'm gonna, I'm gonna creep you yeah. out. I'm gonna like bleed on I you. Think, or, yeah, I think I can kill a child. I'm gonna spew some <laughs> balsamic vinaigrette in your face or something." And she's like, "The fuck you are!" Yes. Yeah, so and she's like, "Come here. I gotta tell you something." And uh, her voice is so powerful. We right. know that she's conquering Benny Jesuits, and so he just slowly he comes in, dumbfounded, and, and gets she the needle. Well, yeah, she scratches him with the the Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yep. And then she pulls. I guess there's some confusion. This isn't a heart plug. I guess these plugs were what helped him fly. Yeah, they're nipple plugs. Yeah. So he pulls out the nipple rings. She does. And he starts spinning and spinning around, and then a uh, like a worm like or something like breaks. By the way, the the they they refer to it as the atomics. I'm yeah. guessing that's atomic bombs. Blow the shield down, so yeah. now they're they're they can get into the throne room. Yep. He flies out, goes into a worm. Just I want straight. I want to thank David Lynch for not going the cheap route and having the worm belch because I could totally see somebody <laughs> doing that. The worm just eats him. He's 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 worm. That'll be the true test of modern Dune is if uh, somebody gets <laughs> eaten by a worm and it goes. Eh. Maybe that's what the you holes on its back we are. We forgot to burps. point out that it's revealed that the spice is worm shit. Like, nobody knows really what it is, but it's worm shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul learns that when he takes the, the thing of life, the water of the life. The water of life. He realizes that the, wor- the the spice is the worms, and the worms are the spice. Right. The spice is the worm. And they're like, we've been snorting shit? Hmm. Wait, it gets us high, whatever. Hey, one man's shit is another man's, you know. I mean, mushrooms, I think uh, magic mushrooms, they grow out of cow shit, so... 
So the the battle's over. Fremen won. So now it's uh, Paul's going to get his spoils. He's going to bitch slap the emperor. Walks in the room. He's got Chani at his side. Yeah, they're like in his uh, Arrakis, pa- Arrakis palace. Yeah. It's this beautiful place. They they uh, the emperor's escorted in there. He's got all the freemen just surrounding him. They're just like clapping one of his beats out, like you know, acapella. And he's like, "You don't know my beats. Don't even try sucking up to me. Don't even." But the, he's got like a fucking full length mink on and shit. He's just totally. He's got his dad's signet ring. He's oh like my! He's going it. full Ric Flair. Right? Yeah. If he just blonde went full <laughs> blonde, you know. Oh. Goes up to the emperor, slaps him on the face. Hey, baby boy, what's going on? I see you have a Harkonnen in your crew. Why don't you go ahead and let him step forward? I'm gonna, I'm gonna knife fight this fucker. And the emperor's like, uh, yeah. And I get to be free and take over Ericus if uh, you lose. And the, of course, Paul's just like, well, before yeah. that happens, Helen tries to fucking control Paul. Yeah, and he just shuts her down. He's like, bitch. He throws her back with his voice. Right. Yeah, he's like he's like feel that bass, bitch. Uh, did did you not hear word? I'm not only the hottest SoundCloud rapper, EDM artist, but I also am the uh, a Quiznos, uh, a Dukes of Hazard Rock, Dukes of Hazard Rock, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the words I can remember. And so now everything's gonna be settled with the knife fight. All so right. I'm glad you know Chekhov's gone. We got a knife fight to begin the movie. We gotta actually get a real knife fight here. And of course, fades all up for it. He's like, "Fuck yeah, I want to fight too." Well, yeah, he's yeah. the last. He's the last like main Harkonnen guy, and you know, Harkonnens are responsible for a lot of bullshit. So he's gonna take him down. So we get a knife fight. They don't use shields. They're slapping at each other. Um, at one point, <laughs> clunk clunk clunk. Thud, thud. Um, at one point, Sting like gets some kind of in a bear hug, and then a blade shoots <laughs> out of his hip. Yeah, and you go into inner monologue. And everything in this movie, everything, it, well, it legit in Dune, poison. It's always, <laughs> everything is poisoned. Right. And so, um, he, of course, sees that blade, and I was like, where is this blade? Because they just do a zoom in on, like, a hip. We don't know if it's the one hip he hip tosses him over. I guess it's not, because he would have got stabbed by it. But he's like, I will bend like a reed in the wind. Be like water. Mm. Yeah. Life. He, there we go. Hip and- tosses him. Stabs him, uh, pretty Stabs cool. Stabs him in the throat, yeah. yeah. through the floor, and you can see, like, the the blade coming in through his mouth. And then insult to injury, he goes, Fonzie! And then just, like, his chest just explodes, and the ground underneath fade, like, cracks and shit. That was nuts, yeah. And he didn't have the fucking weirding uh, modulator anymore. He can do that now. Exactly. So, Paul, with his beautiful pimp robe and everything, he makes the Empire kisses, Emperor kiss his <laughs> ring. And he's just, like, fucking in on it, Murray. He's, look at this last line. I am God now. He's full Kanye. Yeah. And one cannot go against the word of God. And, and we cut outside. It rains. He makes it rain. He makes it rain. He actually has a stack of fucking hundreds, and he's just going in the emperor's face. <laughs> and it also <laughs> literally rains outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. The wow. best adaptation of Dune. Based on the best adaptation of Dune. Yes. I, it's just, like, obviously the second half there, it's very weak. Because there's just not as much he can get creative with. Yeah. It, it had to be mostly special effects. Like, if he could have figured out a way to keep it all more con- condensed and indoors, it probably could have been cooler. And maybe if he had more money. Because they were like, no, we're not giving you more money. Yeah. Which I guess worked out because it bombed. And... Yeah. Yeah. It, uh... 
almost killed his career. But then he made fucking Blue Velvet, one of my favorite uh, David so Lynch good. movies. So, so he, it all worked out. He just isn't a guy like... Of course, once I start to watch David Lynch, to think like he did this weird sci-fi movie, it's like... He even says it in one of his interviews. He's like, I never read sci-fi. I don't really right. know why. Well, I mean, I, I think probably most of the listeners know this, but George Lucas offered Return of the Jedi to him. Oh, that's right. And he was like, I think that's your thing, George. I yeah. No, I'm going to do... And then he did Dune instead. So, yeah, Dune, like you said, the best adaptation, ours. Shorter than the movie itself? <laughs> Barely. We did it, and we we helped explain the sandwich metaphors that are right. happening here. Yeah, you heard it here first, people. Yeah, so we when, broke so it when down. Dune 2022 comes out or whenever right. the next one's coming there's out. Everybody, there's a tie-in with Quiznos. Is Quiznos even around anymore? Yeah, there's the Quiznos okay. uh, I don't, I don't down the street them. from uh, the last place we went to for Back to the Past. Oh, okay, because they there's, don't advertise anymore. i never seen any. Well, yeah, they don't have money <laughs> to advertise. They lost out to Subway, the Harkonnens. Evil always wins in the Every end. time someone goes to Subway or drives by a Subway now, they're going to think Harkonnens. <laughs> yes. And it's because of us. And balsamic. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what you're going to think of next week, Griff. This, I'm excited. I'm very excited for this movie. This is a brand new old movie. Yeah. And anybody, I'm, anybody in the circles is probably aware yeah, of it. You because should it's be making aware the rounds. It. If you're not, you will be next week. I'm not going to. Uh, I will explain the backstory of this movie next week because we need to cut this short. But it's. New York Ninja. Mm. So we'll see you next week. Spice is the life. Keep it warm. Spice.